0: Game in History 101.
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome to Gaming History 101, the Retro Video Games Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, and joining me for the first time in oh so long is my very special co-host. Had to fly him in and give him as many green M&Ms as he wants, none
2: other than the Jamster,
1: Mr. Jam Elias. How are you doing today, sir?
2: I'm very good, Fred. It's great to be here after all this time. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Um, I'm glad to have
1: you on for our, what are we getting on? We're getting on 80- uh, show 80, I think. Uh, I haven't looked at the feed wow. lately because we don't number the shows, but uh, but today's a big one. Today is one that's a long time in the making. It's a game Huge. I've always wanted to do a game cl- club on, and we even had to delay it one week. <laughs> so um, For those of you who did not uh, catch the live show last week, which was all of 20 minutes long... Um, you know, I kind of explained what was going on. It was a little inside baseball, and so all I can say to that is, uh, you know, I'm not being cryptic on purpose, but uh, that's what you go up to the live shows for. But we are back, and after a week off, uh, we're hitting it right out of the box with our Buffy Game Club. So we're going to do a couple of things real quick, and then we're going to jump right into uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So... um but, uh, and the chat's already a feisty bunch. Um, but, know, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, so real quick, we're going to bypass, you know, kind of what you did this week, but how was your week, sir, in, in, in a sentence?
2: Awesome-tacular. <laughs> I don't know. Damn, that's a word. Good for you. Oh, no, I, thought, I, I completely misheard you then. I was looking at the chat. I thought you said word, not, not a sentence. Uh, mm. um, um a bipolar disorder of weather, rain oh, and yes. sun. Just <laughs> yes. completely nuts.
1: Yes, we have a 45-degree difference between uh, Monday and Sunday at, over here. Mm. But uh, anyway, um, well, cool. Mine was pretty good, too. Uh, and a couple bit of news stories. So first of all, you guys have probably noticed if you've gone to the site that um, our very own uh, Jamster over here, Jam Elias, has been contributing to – uh, the blog, um, and I thank him for that, uh, complete with a uh, Buffy review. He reviewed this very game that we're about to talk about tonight, and I have it on pretty good authority. He's probably going to review that sequel we may get to called Chaos Bleeds, and that should go <laughs> yeah. live sometime soon as well. Um, and not only that, uh, I need to uh, get all the uh, finer points uh, squared away but i have another individual i i hope he doesn't mind me using his first name only but his name is drew and uh he uh wrote in recently wanting to contribute as well so we may get him as a contributing writer uh, i don't know yet if it's for a single piece or for multiples um but he definitely intrigued me with uh, uh both uh his compliments to the the blog and the show and i thank him for that uh but also uh the topic of his uh of his piece. So once we get that all ironed out, uh, hopefully we'll get that in there. And I did want to open it up to anyone else. Uh, this is not a paying job. Um, as Jam Elias will tell you, uh, the, the the overall benefits kind of suck but uh but yep. you do get to bullshit about old video games so uh you are welcome to contribute i would also like to say uh because a lot of people do a lot of weird stuff out there um, we are going uh we are completely ad free now wordpress does show up some ads but i have a project in place for that nothing to announce right now uh but jam and i are going to be talking and uh, we might do a little bit of a fundraiser that will benefit not only uh, Gaming History 101, get rid of the ads, maybe give us a, a couple more perks, um, but it would be a very small amount. If everyone in the live chat basically gave like, I don't know, two to five bucks, we'd probably reach our goal. And then everything else, and there will be prizes and everything awarded, everything else we raise will go straight to child's play. So um, I think it'll be a fun concept, but I got to iron everything out and uh, crunch the numbers before I announce anything, plus this is the first time Jam's hearing about it, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we should probably talk about that first before we do it. Um, but uh, but anyway, so that that's coming, guys. Um, but anyone who wants to contribute, you do. Uh, you'll obviously obviously be in an ad free environment. You are welcome to post your writings elsewhere provided that they are fine with it being on gaming history 101 you do own your work and if you ever really feel do i have dental i have dental but unfortunately only the executive editor of the site myself gets dental out of gh101 um, and yeah and i only get it because i have zero cavities i'm 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 a rarity a 32 year old who's wow. never had a cavity i know <laughs> That's amazing Shit, God didn't give me anything good, uh, but a mildly creative mind and good teeth. Um, but, uh, and, uh, um, but yeah, your contr- your contributions are yours, and while I would regret doing it, uh, it's definitely in, as part of that ownership, any contributions you give to the site, up to and including Jam's uh, review and, um, Derek, uh, from way long time ago, not Derek H from All Games, but a, a different guy, Derek, who's in some of our earliest episodes of, uh, GH101, um, his contribution, he owns that. He can. You can have that pulled down at any time because it is yours to do with what you like. I have no ownership over it whatsoever. Um, so yeah. So if you want to contribute, just head on over to Gaming History One Hundred and One and hit the contact link. Um, also, I've had some reviews going live. I've been pulling some retro reviews from back when I worked for that gaming site. And so I'm hoping to use that to generate a little bit more traffic. We've gotten noticed a little bit. Surprisingly enough, my Afro Samurai review generated some decent traffic. I was, uh.
2: Nice, uh
1: yeah, I was kind of surprised by that. Um, I did a Modern Warfare one. And again, the interesting thing about these reviews is they're contextual to the times they released. So on them, you'll see I also have a Dead Space one, which actually looking it over, it wasn't my strongest work, but I was damn proud of it at the time. Um, but, uh, but I date when they were written so that you can kind of get a feel for it. But I say some very funny things, especially in the modern warfare review, if you look back in hindsight as to what I was saying, but, uh, but it's pretty cool. So, uh, you can watch for that stuff. Um, I also wanted to pimp and I don't know if you saw it, Jam, but, uh, I posted, um, an amazing story, uh, that, uh, that, uh, um, IGN did now, normally I hate the big, the big uh, media conglomerates, especially someone like IGN, but they're doing some really good work and they seem to be one of the more positive outlets out there. Um, I think they're a little light on, um, personality, shall I say? Um, but they're no doubt, uh, you know, earning their cred as being one of the top, uh, media outlets. And, uh, Mitch Dyer, one of my favorite guys over on the Xbox team, did an amazing expose on Ubisoft Montreal about, uh, you know, kind of how they started and, and probably some of the largest, uh, know, franchises today, uh to date um that Ubisoft has to offer. So if you haven't gotten a chance to look at it, it's like a ten thousand page story. It's fascinating and it tells you how Splinter Cell really started out because it was not a Tom Clancy game about a uh about a a spy uh in the beginning. So um if you haven't gotten a chance check it out. But uh with sorry, I I got a little frog in my throat. But without further ado, I think we should talk about a little bit of news. Now, are you bringing anything to the table this week, Jam? Anything you saw that delighted no, no,
2: no, you? Nothing. I, I didn't know we were do news this week, so you put me on I the know. Spot a bit. I, yeah, anymore, I like to do that to you. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> now put me on the spot. The any I don't know if it, I don't know if it's retro, but there was an announcement that Raiden 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 the shmup mm-hmm. um, Four is coming to. I'm gonna get this wrong because it's on the top of my head. Um, ugh, is, I think it's the PlayStation Network this um, fall, um, which I thought was quite interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was great. Raiden is one of my Raiden. It, it really doesn't matter. I'm gonna say yeah. Raiden <laughs> because it, right? it sounds more natural. Um, <clears throat> Raiden's more of a Japanese pronunciation, but uh, Raiden is uh, is a fantastic uh, shooter series. And in fact, um, you know, I have that series version, which, by the way, I just acquired the Doom SNES cart. Um, Uh, I found a rare one with a blockbuster label all over it for nine bucks in my local brick and mortar, so I will be doing the, the fifteen game, uh, doom. version coming up soon. I have 15 wow. different versions on different platforms of Doom. So I'll be going over that soon. Um, but one I did I did want to do was Raiden because I have uh, all the versions of Raiden, which a lot of them are pretty rare. I have the uh, TurboGrafx-16 version of Raiden, and I have the Jaguar version of Raiden. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, oh, the Jaguar, I'm going to, I'm, I'm trying just finding excuses to show off all my Jaguar games, to be honest. uh, Yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) I paid fucking 300 bucks for them. I may as well put them to use. Um, yeah. Ryden was, Raiden was my cheapest acquisition at 30 bucks, but see, I buy them complete. I want box instructions, insert and, uh, and cart. Yeah. So, um, so that's a little harder to come by with the Jag, but, uh, but yeah, so watch for those. But, um, yeah, I, uh. I really like the Raiden series. And, uh, if you haven't gotten a chance to check it out on good old games, it usually goes on sale a lot. There's a game called Raiden Legacy, which gives you the original oh, yeah, Raiden yeah. and like three pretty rare ones, especially Raiden Gaiden, uh, I believe is what it's called. And it was only released in Japan until this collection. So it's definitely hmm. something to check out. Um,
2: I just found the story. Um, so Ryden it's not, it's, it's, um, next month it's out. It's out on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 on the you know, PlayStation Network and Xbox Live. Nice. So there we go. <laughs> April, 20, nice. uh, April 29.
1: Well, and uh, I also wanted to point out, uh, also I'm going to be doing some weird exposés because I'm doing a lot of, like, retro-forward kind of stuff. Um, I'm playing Thief right now, and I was going to speak to that, although I'm mm-hmm. not sure if I'm going to do a review uh, for a couple of reasons. One, it's more of a modern thing, and I never played the old Thief games, so it's hard to compare them. Um but uh, there was reports that unfortunately Ubisoft or uh sorry um IDOS Montreal, which unfortunately is the Deus Ex developer uh who also did mm. Thief uh has had to let go of twenty seven employees today. So it's a it's a sad day for That's that. Yeah. And they had a project in the works, which I'm guessing was probably Deus Ex two uh Human Revolution or something mm-hmm. new in that series that was canceled earlier this year and obviously the already lukewarm sales and very poor critical reception of of Thief I wouldn't say very poor the the so-so nah, critical yeah. reception of Thief is uh is is not looking good so I think they started laying guys off and they're being more realistic um yes my Jaguar actually does work and it's got a an S video cable um uh, <laughs> And the last thing I wanted to talk about real quick, Jam, was, I don't know if you saw this, but uh in, uh, I think it was in Philadelphia, but it was somewhere in the continental United States, a uh, Zelda cosplayer uh, impaled oh, a okay. man yeah. with a real sword. Did
2: you see this? I, I saw that today, yeah. That's uh, apparently the
1: girl's ex-boyfriend showed up at his house and barged his way in as he was coming down the stairs. Uh Presumably this guy lives in a basement, because, right, why wouldn't he? <laughs> um The... uh the the link cosplayer uh, held up his sword, and uh, while it was blunted, it was no it was nonetheless a sharp metal object that did impale the man through his lung and chest. Uh, he is currently in serious condition at a local hospital. Uh, ironically enough, and this is where I started saying bullshit, but it was I did my fact check. It was on CNN. It did make. Actual newspapers, including our local <laughs> newspaper, the Kansas City Star. So if Gannett's going to run it, I'm going to guess it's legit, or at least semi-legit. Apparently, the retaliation was the other boyfriend hit him in the head with a clay pot, which seems <laughs> a little too circumstantially uh, yes. accurate. But uh, for... <laughs> For the sake of argument, I will choose to believe it, but I thought it was pretty good. So uh, let this be a lesson: uh, don't fuck with cosplayers. Um, oh God! <laughs> yeah. I do love the the horrible comments that came into that. Also, they said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Uh, people are missing the most obvious, uh, you know, high or important fact of this story, which is that a Zelda co- or a Link cosplayer actually got a girlfriend. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, t- I read that part. <laughs> yeah. um, they did not show any pictures of the girl. Um, and no, it was not intentional. He did not mean to stab him. The guy really thought that it wasn't a real sword. Um, and technically it wasn't, but it really did impale okay. his fucking torso.
2: So, <laughs> um, also amazed that those, um, cosplay swords are sharp. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, it's
1: going to have a pointed end. It probably wasn't yeah. that sharp, but speaking of someone who I spent three years working as a tech at a, at an emergency room. You'd be surprised how easy it is to penetrate the human body with a mildly pointy object. And that was right, not yeah. a penis joke, just in case anyone was going there. But, uh, yeah, we saw all kinds of stuff where it was like, how the fuck did you do this to yourself? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um. But anyway, uh, yeah, so if you want to check that out, go to Gaming History 101. Uh, the other thing I wanted to do was kind of open this up so you guys can tell me in the chat or via the Twitters or or under contact. Um, the traffic dropped off real fast on the video game footage, and it really is a lot of work for me to do for each podcast. So I'm wondering if just to get it on YouTube, if it would be better just to have a stagnant picture And instead, I could take one video a week, and and the time I'm putting into that, the three, four hours I'm putting into that, actually making a video like a versions or something else, kind of like I used to be doing. So you tell me, what would you like? Would you like gameplay video over the podcast, but that's really what's on the channel? Or do you want more regular stuff, and I'll just throw the podcast with the stagnant gaming history, one Oh one logo, maybe every like 30 minutes, I'll have it fade into the CD cover I do for the week and then fade back. But, um, you know, just something quick and dirty so I can just post it and get it live on YouTube. So you guys tell me, um, uh, I don't mind either way. Again, the traffic dropped off. That just led me to believe it wasn't that interesting. Um, which is fine, but, uh, I, I just want to know, um, I'll still do it. If, uh, if I've got dedicated watchers, even if there is like three to 15 of you, um, Mm -hmm. So, anyway, all right, Jam. Well, I think it's about that time. Are I think you, it is. Are you ready to enter the Whedonverse?
2: <laughs> oh, re enter the Whedonverse. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: All right. Well, without further ado, um, we're gonna we're gonna do a little intro here, and, and we're gonna do some Buffy. So let's move on to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. You sure. No. Uh, there's this weird thing that goes on with mine where, uh, if you, uh, if you, if you, uh, speak over it, uh, <laughs> it, it only allows one feed to come through at a time. So sorry about that, guys. But, uh, anyway, that is by Nerf Herder. Now, uh, uh, do you know Nerf Herder at all? Yeah. Um, Jam? Yeah, yeah, I'll with my, my mic on mute. Yeah, no, I've had a Nerf Header. Okay, because I'm a real big fan of them, but much like Phantom Planet, do you know who Phantom Planet is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> ask them how that worked out, because everybody knows they're from California, but nobody knows that they're actually a decent band from the OC. <laughs> um, so much like Phantom Planet, Nerf Herder uh suffered an ill fate after a TV theme song. Fortunately, I think those guys are still living off of that theme song every time it's syndicated because Buffy is still in wide syndication today. Um, so good for them, but they have a great library and we are going to wrap up tonight's show with a great song by them called sorry. So you can watch for that, um, but it's a uh, good song. What? Good song. Yeah. Okay. So you know it. All right. Yeah. Sorry is a fantastic song, <laughs> um, but, uh but anyway, um so let's, let's talk about Buffy the vampire slayer. So, um, Am I correct that you, like me, uh grew up at a time where it was cool to watch Buffy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you watch it when it was actually airing? I know there oh. was some differences across the pond, but...
2: Yeah, for the UK, yeah, I watched it when it, when it was actually airing. It aired over here on um, BBC, of all things, which is quite funny, and it was quite heavily censored as well. No shit? Uh, They'd take out yeah. all the ninjas? <laughs> 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 no, the ninjas were totally cast out. Like so,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that makes that one episode where they're chasing after those three ninja vampires a very short episode. <laughs> uh, but, uh, all right, well, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's possible to talk about the influence of this game without talking a little bit about um, the influence of, uh, of Buffy. And um, and so if you don't mind, and I definitely want your input because, you know, you were involved in it as much as I was. Um I, I would like to point out that I did not start watching Buffy until I, believe it or not, uh took it in a college classroom. I did wow. I did first get acquainted to Buffy there. Um I went to Columbia College Chicago for film production and editing. Um hmm. but before I did that I focused on special effects. And they did that cool art school thing where they adapted classes, normal classes you would have to take, to being, you know, kind of fun for like you know, for your, your art school, your, you know, your thing. So I took English comp one Oh two through horror movies. Interesting title. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so we studied things like the vagina pintada. I don't know if you're aware of this jam, but all aliens about is about is about how men are scared of vagina. And if oh, really? you watch aliens very carefully, not though. even that carefully, um, the, the latent fear of, of vagina is, is extremely clear. Um, <laughs> in every way, shape, and form, complete with the face hugger. Uh, I, I don't think I have to, you have to think too hard ah, about nice. that one. Um, and one of those was they talked about the concept of the Madonna Whore Principle. And, uh, the Madonna Whore Principle holds very strong with this game, actually. Um, because the Madonna Whore Principle is brought to life in Buffy throughout season three. Um, it's very well, you know, the, the Madonna being the goody two shoes, the, the blonde wearing white clothes, whereas the whore being the, the sexually promiscuous, uh, maybe sexually independent. If you don't want to make a negative light of it, um, wearing black, dark hair, dark eyes, kind of sinister can hold her own, probably provocatively dressed. And what better dichotomy than season three's faith? Uh so the Madonna Buffy's Madonna whereas Faith is the whore uh so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason it's interesting is because uh the game and we'll talk about this in a little bit weaves itself somewhere into the back third I would say of uh, of season 3. Um and so uh right it's season 3? Yes. Yep. yep. Yes because Angel departs at the end of season 3. Spoilers <laughs> if you have not seen <laughs> Buffy yeah, there's going to be, uh, Virgin Horror Complex, guard's talking about. Yes, uh, same thing. Uh, there's various different antiquations of it. Um, some that are more aggressive, some that are least aggressive. The one he used was Madonna Horror. It's just the one I know. Um, but what he had us do is watch, uh, a kind of core set of the Faith episodes. You know, uh, the, the first one being, of course, the appropriately named Bad Girls, where the oh, two, yeah. you know, are, are doing that. And then, um, where, where ba- basically Faith k- convinces Buffy to be like her. And then uh, they go into certain things like when Faith takes Xander's virginity, things like that, and kind of talks about, you know, and then the eventual murder. And so he had us watch. Uh, it was a long lecture class, as film classes happen to be. Usually it's once a week, about three and a half hours. So you can get in a couple episodes of Buffy. I think he had us watch f- four of them in total, and I was hooked. Like, I was just blown away. It It, it touched things on a whole level. I didn't expect. Plus, it's not you know. I'm sure you can talk about this, Jim. It's not hard to tell someone that this show was surprisingly adult for a Fox Thursday night drama. Um, yeah. you know, with, with everything from like you know, you know, in, uh, my favorite one to say is there. Are people are like, does is, is does the show get real? I was like, yeah, it gets pretty real. Buffy and Spike fuck so hard they knock <laughs> out three floors of a church, and this is shown on screen. Um, yeah. and people don't believe you till they see it and they're like, "Oh, well, yeah, okay. Yeah, that happened." <laughs> um so it, it it's kind of it's kind of interesting. Have a good night, uh, uh Andy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> sorry. Um but uh <clears throat> So I was always fascinated by Buffy. And so from that point forward, um, I was living downtown at the time, downtown Chicago. There's this place called Peaches. It was a very interesting kind of store. And it was very much like your Virgin Megastore where they overcharged for, like, everything –
2: yeah, and we
1: that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Buffy season two was coming out at that time on DVD, and they had the first season on sale, which was probably normal price at a Best Buy or something. But in the downtown Chicago metro, this is probably the best you were going to do. They had it on half price for about nineteen ninety nine, twenty four ninety nine, or something, and I picked it up and watched it in one day, um, and I remember yeah. kind of being hooked from that point forward. So, I mean, what was your uh, first experience with a TV show?
2: Well, actually, yeah, my first experience is actually watching it on the television, uh at least it wasn't obviously brand new, it wasn't shown here um, exactly the same time when it was shown in America, I think it was quite, there was a bit of a delay, um, huh. I, I tried to research it, but I couldn't quite find the exact dates, I remember, I remember it being the late 90s still. Um, well,
1: if it's not on YouTube, that, or if it's not on Wikipedia, then how the <laughs> fuck are we going to find it now? I'll find the date for you, but continue with what you were saying. <laughs>
2: So, and on, um, yeah, and on BBC, sort of about, I think about six o'clock actually, quite early for that sort of show as well. Right. Um, and I, yeah, I started from episode one, which I, I never saw the, cause obviously Buffy, as most people might know already, is, is based off a film before, and then obviously Josh Whedon did something yes. new with it. And, and I'll, I'll
1: talk about that in a sec, but yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, well, okay, well, we'll go to that in a moment. But then obviously Joshua Intense is phenomenon as well. Um yes. no, I really yeah, I loved it from the beginning. Um I watched it with my older brother at the time, which is really funny because he was always playing like the cool brother, where he was like, like Oh, I'm only watching it for Sir Michelle Geller, yeah, that's all. And yeah, he would always come and sit down every week to watch it. It was really quite entertaining actually. But he, he yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, well, in fact, I think that's what most men use the excuse of why they watched it. So,
1: <laughs> right, well, it, it was easy, right? Because yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller was America's sweetheart, you know, and you hmm. could always lie to yourself because, or I could always lie to myself because she married Freddie Prince Jr. So, just so you guys know, she's screaming Freddie out at night. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> oh, yeah. but all, all kidding aside, um, I thought Sarah Michelle Geller uh, I think she was, I know she had been in other stuff, but she had mostly done the. uh the horror uh, circuit prior yeah, to that's this. Yeah, I was going to say,
2: yeah, I know what you did last yeah. summer and stuff. I know <laughs> what you did last
1: summer, probably her claim to fame, but she was Cece, the uh, sorority girl who stayed home on the wrong night and screamed too, just in case you guys yep. are aware of that. Um, and that's kind of where I knew her from, but when she starts in Buffy, she's not, um, and I, we're going to go back to the movie in one second, and this kind of plays off of that, but she's not, uh, the skinny beanpole she later became as she kind of matured when she was new to hollywood uh, i think sarah michelle geller was very much had the body type and kind of look of a regular girl she really seemed yeah. kind of girl next doorish um right at the beginning there um and then obviously night. my love for charisma carpenter started very quickly and the fact that she was a bitch wove <laughs> right into my dating <laughs> habits for the time so you know, there was that, and to this day, Charisma Carpenter is one of, uh, the most beautiful women in the world to me. Um, but, uh, I, and I'm gonna excuse her fake breasts. But, um, <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, I, I thought it was kind of cool that Buffy didn't start off as being the popular hot girl. Um, and especially if you've seen the movie as she is portrayed there. Um, and so I kind of liked where they went with it. Um, but uh, I guess before we go into any more into the show, we should talk about the 1992 uh, film. The <laughs> flop, I should
2: add. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah,
1: that uh that is uh gonna be Joss Whedon's Howard the Duck, right? You know, it's his uh you know, it, it's weird how much pride he takes into it versus how much um how much uh humility actually spawns from it. Um, ironically enough, it was a success, uh, for, for what it's worth. It was a flop at the, at the theaters, but it did have a $7 million budget starred, uh, Luke Perry and Christy Swanson looking great at that time. Might I add Christy Swanson, not Luke Perry. Um, and, uh, and it did get 16 million at the box office. Um, thanks to the TV show, it would go on to do, uh, almost 50 million in total sales to date. Uh, on DVD and whatnot. But, uh, but the movie was overall considered this campy, weird, kind of foolish film, uh, that really didn't do too well. Um, did not help Robert, uh, uh, Joss Whedon's, uh, circumstance very much. Um, it, it should be noted, though, lots of talent in this movie. Um, Mm. Rutger Hauer plays the master, and he does a very fantastic job. Not quite his Blade Runner performance, but, you know, it's up there. Um... You know, despite all of the, um, child molestation, er, not child molestation, the <laughs> masturbation in a public venue issues, uh, Pee Wee Herman Paul, uh, Rubens does a fantastic job as the right-hand man. Um, Donald Sutherland plays the, 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 the watcher, does a great job. And, uh, even a young Hilary Swank and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, David Arquette, uh, make appearances in this. So, um, it's a fun campy movie, but at the end of the day, you can kinda take it or leave it. Tells the story of this girl, Buffy. She's a, uh, she's a uh, cheerleader who, uh, kinda falls for the bad boy in her local theater who seems like a high school dropout, lives in a shitty little apartment downtown, drinks beer all the time, and, um, and she, uh, gets really rough menstrual cramps which somehow leads to her being the slayer. Um, tells the story <laughs> of her fighting off the master. She does, I believe, successfully kill the master in the movie. Um, and then burns down her gymnasium at the school yeah. dance, at the school prom. Um, weird thing, once they started, so, so five years later, Joss Whedon gets an opportunity to turn this into a television show. Um, which I think it's much more effective. Um, and, and really is kind of a shadow of its former self. Uh, there's clear attempts to disambiguate it from, uh, from its, its, its predecessor. Um, and ironically enough, Joss Whedon wouldn't go on to do the Avengers or anything else he's done were it not for stuff like this. Uh, in between, he does get a little bit of work writing Alien Resurrection, which for yeah. what he had to work with is a pretty impressive penning of a script. I was gonna um, tell you. To, to be honest with you. Um, but, uh, but yeah, anyway, he goes on to, to make Buffy and Buffy is born. Um, believe it or not, Sarah Michelle Geller won the role of Cordelia. Did you know that? She was originally yeah, cast yeah. as Cordelia. Yeah, um, that. and something happened. It didn't seem to work out, or something, or I don't know if Charisma Carpenter. I believe Charisma Carpenter was always the backup for Cordelia. I don't think she was ever going to be Buffy, but um, somebody was in it for Buffy, and I don't remember. I'm trying to remember now, I can't remember. But, I can't
2: remember who it was. I, all I knew was that Buffy was Chad and Sarah Michelle Gellar was supposed to be Cordelia. That's the that's the it. Yeah,
1: yeah, or no, you know what it was? I take it back. Okay. The casting director wanted her to be, to read for Cordelia. Yeah. And she was assisting somebody else in their lines or something, and somebody caught her eye as possibly Buffy, and they called her back for a reread for Buffy, and she didn't realize that till she came back thinking it was for Cordelia, or she like lost the chance. There's a, there's kind of a a director, uh, or a, a, a bonus feature on the DVD that kind of talks about it. But yeah, anyway. Um so Sarah Michelle Gellar comes on board for that. Um, along with them are her kind of uh you know there's Anthony Stewart head a fantastic watcher. Um I think he yep. represents you guys well. Um, <laughs> yeah, for a change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, uh his you know what his endless intelligence, pomp and arrogance mm. is absolutely like a charm in the show that that is almost required. I don't know yeah. how you feel about that. How did you guys feel about it across, uh, across the pond?
2: I don't think people really had any issues with Giles over here at all. No, nobody was, like, calling BS or anything. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. He, he Oh, this is, this is gay. going to call me out now. He did do a really interesting film, actually, over... Well, at least, I, I believe it was British, where it was a horror film where he played, like um the wolf or something like in terms of like human character yeah it's really i can't i need to research i need to look this up actually i'll look it up on um, imdb uh, um i got it while we're doing that but um it was really interesting casting choice for him anyway because you know he had a history in horror sort of um roles and uh, that would it perchance
1: be um wolf again
2: why me (laughs) It might be, yeah. I think that might be. Yeah, it was a direct-to-video <laughs> release
1: only in Great <laughs> de- Britain. Now really I need to bad. get this. <laughs> so- Jesus Christ!
2: <laughs> but it was—he was a bad guy. I remember. That's what I remember about. It. I remember seeing it, and it was a uh. and seeing him as the good guy in Buffy was quite a sort of like, oh, that's just different. So, <laughs>
1: yeah, and I really dug his character. I think yeah. he worked very well for what he was trying to do. Um <clears throat> also shows his chops in a uh, particular episode uh, playing the guitar. Uh, man has a really good singing voice. Yeah, you press um, the Aryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and he does come with a, thea- a theatrical background um, from what mm-hmm. I'm reading over here. But uh and then uh kind of to back him up or back up these two as the the slayer um, uh uh watcher principal, you've got the uh the as they were commonly referred to as the Scooby Gang, but they were the uh the people who would kind of assist uh, which were the dorks at the school, surprisingly enough. Um, uh, a big change from the movie, but they were... Uh, Alison Hannigan played Willow, and Nicholas Brendon played Xander... Um, which a mm-hmm. uh, little fun fact, uh <laughs> video game outsiders uh Matt Bradford named his son Xander after Xander from uh Buffalo. Really? So yes. Didn't yes. Know. Yeah, that's that's legit. <laughs> and then Chris McCarpenter playing Cordelia actually in for the first few seasons plays the bitch who kind of ruins their lives. Um, and does in some very aggressive ways, actually. Um, mm-hmm. and then uh, rounding out the cast is David Borinaz, uh, who plays Angel. Uh probably my favorite character. Um and then later on the you know, Seth Green will join the group uh for a few seasons and uh so will Mark Blucas, uh who uh um I'm trying to remember where most people would know him from. But anyway. Um and then James Marsters of yeah. course plays Spike and he's probably the most specific. And shocker of the fucking week, uh he's uh from California. And he yep. talks like me. <laughs> but then he can, he can turn it on, and if I try to do it, it's just gonna be the most terrible British uh, voice you've ever heard, so. But, uh, but he
2: was very convincing. Yeah, I was um, gonna say, he was a, he did a good role for that.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. Um, later on in time, Emma Caulfield will join. Emma Caulfield's another one who, unfortunately, her career never really took off. She did a couple mm. of very terrible films, uh, and Darkness Falls. Um, and I love her, uh, she plays the, uh, um, Anya the uh, the goddess of of uh what was it revenge on lovers oh, <laughs> and then later on falls in love with Xander. Uh, Michelle Trachtenberg would play Buffy's strange sister she kind of got uh you know a little bit of traction through the late 90s early 2000s mm. um, and then of course Amber Benson uh her and Willow will play the first gay couple uh on primetime or one of the first well, the first yeah. sexual gay couple and i think it should be noted that that was what really set this aside This was kind of a monster of the week approach. Many people talk about it even today with Joss Whedon's newest show, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. Um, But it was like a monster of the week. They used a monster of the week, but it did have a consistent storyline that would kind of progress through with a major story arc kind of going through each season. And, um, they weren't afraid to really have some pretty significant stuff happen. Major characters die. Uh, I don't know if you remember him, but there was a guy, and I forgot him, but he's a character actor in tons of shit. Like, tons of shit. He was on Dawson's Creek, he was in a bunch of horror movies, and he's this tall, skinny guy, and he becomes a vampire very early on in season one. And he was, like, one of Xander's good friends. And he kind of... the first
2: episode, yeah.
1: Yeah, and he becomes a vampire, and he's a reoccurring character for a little while before he's slain. And, uh... You know, so, so they deal with that, kind of the, the turning of people. Um, there's definitely death. Yeah, they, they do a really good job at weaving old characters back in with new significance. Obviously, the first episode, uh, the person who ch- turns that friend of, uh, of Xander's is Darla, who will have a very strong role later on in uh, Buffy and an even stronger one in Angel, the spinoff mm-hmm. series. Um, and, uh, and they weren't afraid to kill people and deal with sex. Uh, I think those were the two things which yeah. probably made it very intriguing to teenagers. I don't know. Would you say that's correct on your end?
2: Yeah, definitely. It was very, you know, definitely over here is very different. You wouldn't see those sort of areas mixed in, in especially for when it was shown as well. You know, for the sort of six o'clock period,
1: right? And well, and what I really liked about it was the way it would take. Everything you dealt with in high school or were dealing with in high school, Mm. but they managed to change it, right? They have the sex with the teacher thing, but it's not Dawson's Creek where she has to leave and everybody's freaking out and you become gossip and all this stuff. No, she's a fucking praying mantis (laughs) and she's eating people, you know? Or... no he didn 't take your virginity, and he 's an asshole. I loved this this whole thing. It was such a cop out, but the whole angel having that moment of happiness, yeah um, you want to talk about an entire season surrounding an orgasm uh, he has a moment of perfect happiness, and then he gets to become the asshole. I thought it was pretty significant because they got to do that that first girl 's experience of losing her virginity to the wrong guy who treated her like shit, but they could still keep angel angel right they they found ways to kind of Weave him back into the plot, um, and even make him nice again, right? Because his soul's kind of wishy washy, like my sister's sexuality. Anyway, um, <laughs> that, that's a joke, just in case people that's don't a, realize yeah. that. But, uh, but you know, like I said, it's it, they they bounce back and forth with that kind of stuff. So I loved the way they were able to take the things you deal with in high school and apply them to other things. I think there was another one. Uh, there was one about there are a couple of them about fitting in. Do you remember the one? There was an episode where they're all hyenas. And Xander becomes kind of part of the cool kids, and they're all possessed by hyenas, so that explains why. But everyone's kind of dealt with that, right? When suddenly Mm. the cool kids like you, and so you're an asshole to your friends because you don't know any better, and you want to be cool. Mm. Um, They did something like that with sports teams, too. Do you remember the water polo episode where they were all becoming fucking mermen? Do you remember, remember this one? That, it was a weird one from honestly. season two. Yeah, oh, yeah the yeah, water polo team yeah, was all being yeah. transferred into, uh, mermen or whatnot and going off to sea. Uh, and, and they didn't always have pleasant endings, right? Whereas at the end of the Xander episode, uh, the, the hyena episode, despite the fact that they did eat the principal, yes, that really happens in the <laughs> <Yeah>. episode. <laughs> um, uh, they, you know, Xander and those people go back and they're back to normal. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, um, whereas, at the end of the water polo episode, they all remained people and they went out to sea. Do you remember that? It was kind yeah. of a, a somber end. Um, and they even dealt with some really heavy shit. Um, there was an episode with a school shooting. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah, yeah, what's-his-face, cool. uh, uh, I forget, he's one of the, the three nerds that's the enemy in season six. Jonathan. He goes yep. up and 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 pull and, and, and shoots at people from the clock tower. Or no, they thought he was going to yeah, do a shooting, but it thing. went off and he was there to commit suicide. So they kind of yep. combined some very heavy topics in one. Um, so I was kind of pleased that Buffy never really strayed from dealing with some pretty heavy shit. Um, they even deal with death of a parent, um, alcoholism, yep. drug abuse. Um, it's all kind of in there. And so I really like the fact that that Whedon and his team were not scared to tackle it, and Fox wasn't scared to air it.
2: Yeah, no, that's quite that's quite surprising as well. Yeah, yeah. Again, uh,
1: that's I think that's why I really, I really kind of dug it. Um, and, yeah. And, and why, you know, it's easy to write it off. Its name is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and it is at the end at its core. It's a soap opera, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Through and through, but they continually did interesting things. Aside from its topics, there were some really cool shows. Uh, uh, and again, we we talked about the the, the lesbian couple, um, and uh, they deal with cheating for long term relationships. That was pretty yep. heavily in season three, I think it was. Um, um, yeah. I think that's when Seth Green cheats on Willow because yeah, they graduated in yeah, 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 season right. three. Yeah. And then um you also get to deal with uh they had some very interesting uh Emmy award-winning episodes like Once More With Feeling where the singing dancing demon comes out that was in season 5. If you guys have never seen an episode before, it's one of my highly recommended ones. Do you recall that with the song and dance demon?
2: Yeah, on all. <laughs> where everybody had a musical. Yeah. Oh, is it called what? Once More Feeling or something? Yeah, be once more with feeling, right. And, and a then the other one.
3: Right?
1: Yeah, yeah, actually <laughs> the soundtrack does exist and you can buy this single episode on DVD and it is a fantastic episode. Uh, the other one was, uh, I forgot what it's called, like The Watchmen or The Peacemen or something. I think it's called The Watchmen. And it's about those, uh, big smiling guys who cause the whole uh, world to be silent. That's hush. I love that. Episode. Hush, there I we that go. Recently. That's <laughs> a fantastic episode. And uh, again, they they never hesitated to just make that little joke. There's an episode. There's a scene where Giles is kind of explaining who are they called the Watchmen or something or they're called something like uh, that. The gentleman. He's a, the gentleman. Thank yep. you. That's why you're here to yep. fact check my, <laughs> Sorry, my yeah. lazy ass. Anyway, um, and there's a scene where. That he's showing the gentleman walking around, and Buffy is suggesting, like, she's like, should we stab them? And Xander looks out <laughs> of the corner of his eye, and it looks like she's making the jerk-off sign. Yeah. She's that. doing the stabbing motion. And he kind of looks at her, and it's hilarious because we're all cracking up as an audience getting the joke, and she pulls out the steak, and, like, and he goes, oh, oh, right, right, right. <laughs> but since they can't talk, they can't communicate. So, um again, needless to say, it, it's got a lot of very – Awesome pop culture. I really dug it. And, um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Eliza Dushku does come in as Faith. There's multiple Slayers. Uh, They never quite prevented going off the rails. And then they do even deal with Buffy dying. Mm. And, uh, man, you want to talk about some heavy shit. Joss Whedon doesn't know how to end a show because didn't, yeah, the world almost, or the Hellmouth almost swallowed Sunnyvale, Sunnydale. At the end of the final season, which they weren't sure was the final season. And then Angel ends on a cliffhanger. Yep. (laughs) If you don't read Dark Horse Comics, you have no fucking clue how Angel works out.
2: Yeah. Well, they're Um, they're still continuing it at the moment. They are.
1: Yes, I currently, and uh, for those that are hardcore, if you haven't already, go grab Buffy Season 8. Yeah, we've uh, got got it. And Season (laughs) 9. Well, Season 9 and 10, 10's about to come out. Um do they have visual novel DVDs of them though? Only season uh, 8 I saw is
2: a visual novel. We've got we've got the first half of season 8. That's all. They, I think that's all they released so far. At least over here anyway.
1: Yeah. Uh maybe it was just the first half. I've got the digital uh graphic novels of all of them. I just wait till yeah. the trade paperback comes out, but you're going to buy a lot of them. <laughs> because, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> because their trade trades are not what they used to be, man. It's like 5 issues. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like four trades for a season, but yeah. uh, but anyway. Um, fantastic episode uh, fantastic show fantastic stuff and obviously it started the the quote-unquote verse, um, where Buffy and Angel proved that Joss couldn't be touched and then Firefly proved that um, Battlestar yep. Galactica is stronger <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but anyway um, so that's Buffy in a nutshell uh, Jam I kind of dominated a lot of this conversation about Buffy is there anything you wanted to say about the show or some of your choice episodes or anything like that
2: oh god choice episodes well you you named or you probably named my favorite one which is the um hush one which is with the gentleman because it's just just the 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 different style of that episode where most of it's in silence and it's all just kind of mm-hmm. you know all visual and it, it's it's probably the only episode it's probably because this is funny for for the buffy season where it's obviously it has that horror element but that's probably the only episode i generally found quite scary in way it's sort of designed yeah. um it's a it's a fear that you know you generally yeah, yeah you remember the I don't even remember the scene the scene where they hold that college student down and the fact that you yes. can't do
1: anything about it it's like
2: yes. oh, God <laughs> it's just, like, <laughs>
1: no it's 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 a very eerie concept and the concept that you can't hear the threat that's coming to you yeah um, and everyone's always scared of the dark like you might not be illicitly scared of the dark but you have a certain fear of the unknown. You know, I always turn all the house, lights off in my house, and my house is a, a split level three story. And you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm scared, but there is that uncertainty that if something moves or makes a noise at that right moment when I'm turning off all the lights downstairs, you know, you're just like, what the hell was that? <laughs> you know? Um, I loved how it did it. And I should point out, once more, the feeling, hush, and probably bad girls are the three best. Yeah. Episodes where you although Bad Girls kind of implies that you know more about season three
2: than just that episode. I guess um, you just have a knowledge of Faith before you sort of watch that one. Um
1: who's probably one of the, I yeah, think I, you can get the yeah. gist of her. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah I right. But I would
1: say like if you're going on Netflix and just want to feel for Buffy, that's three pretty rock solid yeah. episodes. It'll run you about two and a half hours and is is probably your best intro to what you can expect in that show.
2: Yeah. I think probably um, which is funny enough because season three is what the game what we're talking about is going to be based on. That's probably one of the, yes. the strongest seasons if you're going to get into Buffy to, to start with. Which is funny for you because that's the one you sort of watched first as well. Um, right,
1: ironically enough, for me, season two is my favorite. Really but know. I'm just a well, I'm an old school nutball well,
2: for Romeo and Juliet. So of course I, I totally agree. Part actually, part. I, I really like the I really like the first two personally. Um, that just that combination really because um, the, the first one's so short as well i find it really difficult to sort of rate that as the w- one of the best ones um but i really like that hyena episode as well the one you mentioned earlier with the, the eating the principal um and and finally as well i met the i actually met you know do you remember principal snyder i can't remember the actor's yes. name i did actually meet that guy uh, at a convention oh, really? not too long ago and he's he's quite a dude <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I just had to give him a high five for getting eaten by the, well, oh god here we go spoilers again for for well dying no we're so. gonna have to because in order to talk about this
1: we're gonna yeah. have to spoil part of season three to get into the 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 game because i want to just kind of speak freely about it so we can kind of burn through it mm-hmm. i do want to point out though Hect did make a very important statement that i completely fucked up which was yeah it was the wb it was not fox 20th century fox released the dvds but that's because they're a home video publishing company the wb aka upn uh Hecht got a yeah. Head on. Uh, I think they would now be considered. Oh, fuck. They're called something else now. But uh, anyway, they are the ones who ran this. Yes, it was not. It was not Fox. Um, so anyway,
2: I would know because it was over here as BBC. Right. For you guys, it was
1: BBC. You know, you had to have your subscription card and you're good to go. Right. For your license, don't you have to buy a license yeah, oh, to watch TV? Yeah, yeah, I love I'm fucking love British cinema. I don't, British I don't, I don't I, I actually don't pay TV. that
2: anymore because I, I'm actually get away with no, never paying it again because I just stream everything on the internet. And you don't, as long as it's internet only, you don't have to pay TV license over here. I
1: did hear that. Yeah. Yes, I did hear that. It so, took me
2: a while to get that because they, they sent me so many angry letters as well about it. <laughs> so you know, you need to pay your TV. I all. love
1: how I hear that the biggest way you get caught for that is people turning you in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That's what you <laughs> I, I, I st- It still fascinates me listening to uh, British podcasts to talk about stuff like that. But anyway, uh, the CW. Thank you very much, SG and Tiger Claw. Yeah, the CW that, yeah. is Sorry. what UPN and, and WBTV became. Um, so let's start with uh, kind of where the game picks up. We're in season three. Yeah. Um, we should talk about a couple of things. So, one, Angel did go evil after coming, um, and he's back now from thousand years in hell. In a hell dimension. <coughs> He's nice again. Something shitty is going to happen to him in the game, but we won't cool. get to that yet. <laughs> um, previously in uh, the seasons, the Master has been completely defeated and is officially dead, hopefully. Which it will also change once the game starts. And um, currently in the seasons... Um, Willow is dating Seth Green, who is Oz, and he is touring with his band during the game, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And Faith is there, but she doesn't make an appearance. I don't know if she's referenced, but she's either not yet in there or they just danced around her completely. Now she's supposed um, to, because
2: I don't, know, I don't, know, I, I guess we're gonna get to this, but the the game is supposed to be set between an episode called Revelations and before an episode called Lovers Walk. That's um, right. But well, for reference, for anyone that watches the Buffy series, the Revelations is one where you remember Faith's female watcher comes into <laughs> it. The well, yes. the so-called female watcher appears, um, and then lo- yeah. And um, Lover's Walk is where Spike returns again, which is funny, because we're going to get onto the game in a second, because Spike sort of returns in that as well, but whatever. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. that happens. <laughs> Spike is a vampire. Yep. Unlike Angel, who has a
1: soul. He lost it, but he got it back. It's funny how that works out.
2: Um, <laughs> <As you
0: do. laughs>
1: so, he's this brooding, unhappy vampire, because he has to live with all of his faults. Spike, William the Bloody, as he was better known... Um, does not have any of those problems and he killed as many people as Angel did, but he never got his soul back. A gypsy did not put a curse on him and give him his soul back. Um, and his lover is, uh, everyone's, uh, first experience dating a crazy bitch. Um, (laughs) and, uh, her name is Drusilla. Um, the myriad of people she fucks him over for and fucks gets so exaggerated and hilarious. If you watch Angel that uh, uh that she's completely laughable but at this time they seem like star-crossed lovers and spike was asked to leave right forever and then this was his return or actually that happens at, after this doesn't it yeah it happens after this okay but spike comes back spike returns he was kind of in the background and and he's with drew and um, let's see what else is there to get caught up with. Oh, Xander and Cordelia are together at this point in yeah. uh, in 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 the in the series. So they're they're kind of sleeping behind the scenes. And the the show was always very ambiguous for for a show that was very upfront about its sexuality. Um, I never really could tell whether they were actually sleeping together or whether they were just dancing around it.
2: I don't so. think they were sleeping together because there was obviously later in season three, Xander claims he lost his virginity to Faith. That is so, correct. Yes,
1: yeah. I think it does come to pass that, yeah, that's that he had not come to pass. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so they're kind of fooling around. But that is the world in which we get dropped into with the video game. Hmm. Uh, the video game came out in, let's see here, I think it was 2003. Let me verify that. I think yeah, two thousand three is right. Um Yeah. On the Xbox it was only for the Xbox two thousand and two actually it turns out. You guys probably got it in 03. Um it was done by the Collective, which was a uh development studio. Uh see what else they did. I remember laughing. Um (laughs) This would be interesting. Yeah, okay, you ready for this? Yep. They did Men in Black, The Game of Life, Star Trek Deep Space Nine The Fallen. This (laughs) <laughs> then they went on and did Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb, one of the few not so great, uh, Indiana Jones games. They did Wrath Unleashed, which, uh, I, it was their first non-licensed title and I don't think anyone played that. Wow. Um, I kind of like, they did Star Wars Episode 3 Revenge of the Sith in 2005. Oh, really? It was kind of a oh. borderline game. I actually kind of liked that. Yeah, game. I didn't mind that. That was alright. Um they also did Mark Echo's getting up contents under pressure the tagging game which apparently was pretty good but I never played. <laughs> I've never played that, so yeah, um then they did the Da Vinci Code. They okay. completed Dirty Harry only to have it canceled. They completed Harker only to have it canceled. Ouch. Yes, and then they did early development on Silent Hill Homecoming, at which point oh, really? they uh, they closed in 2007, and Double Helix Games picked mm. them up. Um, what ended up really happening was uh, all those guys left and joined either Double Helix or Shiny Entertainment. So all that's right. kind of cool. That's good. Um but uh anyway, <coughs> it's uh, it's a game that's only come out on the Xbox, and apparently it does some fun voodoo with the Xbox. I, I, I'd i like to say for the record, this game looks really good Very, yeah. for its
2: time. Very good.
1: <laughs> yeah, like people have already said stuff that like the screenshots that I gave. Now granted, those are pre-rendered screenshots because uh, this was a time where media kits were pretty tough to come by, capture video stuff wasn't great. It was mostly a pr cycle thing come that came from the dev studios. Mm. And I tried to take gameplay footage screenshots and it looked pretty much like a blurry mess. So yeah, yeah. I decided to go with the uh the official press kit. Um but but it, the game does look pretty damn close to that especially if you have the HD kit. So, mm. um it looks it looks sexy on my TV, so in 480p. Um but uh uh the game uh Basically, like you had said, weaves in between um Revelations and Lovers Walk and uh and, and merges very very well into uh into the canon. Um ironically enough they get uh Sarah Michelle Geller for the cover but she is like one of the only cast members who does not make an appearance in the game. Which is kinda of weird really. Um there has got to be a reason behind this yeah. and her people have definitely protected
2: that reason. Mm. It, it was just pregnant or something. <laughs>
1: so. Yes, that <laughs> definitely affects my ability to do voiceover work. Uh, so <laughs> I can I can understand what she must have been going through. Um I wanted to ask, do you know did David Borinaz do the uh the voice work? I know everybody else was pretty spot on. I know Spike and Drew were their legitimate characters, James Marsters and uh whoever played Drew. Yeah, no, Angel um, was
2: the it was David Boros as Angel. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cool And Xander, of course, is uh, Nicholas Brendan, Anthony Stewart Head uh, reprises his role as Giles, and Allison Hannigan definitely reprises her role, uh, and Charisma Carpenter as Cordelia, and Alison mm-hmm. Hannigan as Willow. Um, I think that's about it for the known people. For what it's worth, the guy who plays the master, uh, which is kind of how this starts off, uh, <laughs> they did get his voice as well. <laughs> So, um, and it was put out by Fox interactive. So even though it was on the WB, Fox definitely had its hand in this, um, mm. in this franchise. Maybe Fox released the movie. I don't know. But anyway, um, and it's, uh, I mean, you wrote the, you wrote the, uh, very thorough and very <laughs> solid, um, review. No, 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 that's not, that's not a negative statement at all. Um, covering the game. Um, but it was kind of this crazy little beat up and, uh, I forgot. You told me who you said in your review who took up the voice of
2: Giselle Lauren. Is um, Michelle Keller.
1: Yes, Giselle Lauren takes up the role of Buffy and does a damn fine job yeah. of it. I could see it fooling a lot of people.
2: It fooled me actually before until I looked it up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because for some reason, because she was on the cover, I think I remember telling people, "Oh, well, she did the voice in the first one or in the first game, but not in the second one." Mm. It's a little clearer she's not in the second game, right? She's not in Chaos Bleeds.
2: I uh, know, but Sarah Shell Guy's on Chaos Bleeds, but it is Giselle Lauren again, but, um, oh god, yeah. Chaos Bleeds is a different ballpark, um, where that, that game, I mean, people will hate it when I say it, because I know Fort Level 1 was praising the game, but I think that game is a disaster compared to this one. <laughs>
0: so, it is, and <laughs> really. we will definitely
2: try to get it in. Uh, we got about an hour to
1: go. I think we could get through this game, plus, yeah. uh, give a little bit of time to that and the abhorrent Game Boy Advance title, but still better than Chaos Bleeds. Um, but, uh, so I think a couple of notable things to, to talk about is, you say so in your review, uh, very basic battle system. You have yeah. a jump. You have an attack. You have a light attack and a heavy attack. You have a block that kind of works.
2: <laughs> oh, kind of.
1: <laughs> kind of works. And then you have a stab. Your block doesn't work anywhere near as well as the enemy's block. No. Um, but that's because, uh, I don't know if you know this, Jam, but the computer cheats, right? Yeah. Computer oh, cheats. Yeah. Fuck the computer. It cheats. Um, the collective was good at a lot of things, but AI, it was not. So, um, but basically, yeah, to beat them up where you have two attacks, you also have a stab because, uh, well, hell, these are vampires. You have to stab them in the heart or it doesn't count. Right. Um, I thought that was a very good idea to keep yeah. in there. Yeah. Do you think other development studios would have been that thorough? what did I? Don't know. The, what, I could see that being a debate in many board meetings. Yeah.
2: I mean, what, what was also really good about um, what Collective did with this is the, because the, there's the Y button, which is like the top button on the Xbox controller, the yellow one, mm. um, you had to have the, the stake equipped. If you didn't have that equipped, you couldn't stab them. So there's also this mechanic. I that mean, is true. You played it on normal as well, I think, didn't you? Where if you I got did. hit, it knocked, they knocked the stake out of your hand, so you had to go pick it up again. Oh, get, they don't do that on the easier stuff? No, in the easier one, it doesn't do that, because I played it through both times, actually, me being hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, because we're going to talk about this in a
1: second, but um, I read from people uh, that some people got through this in five hours and it was boring, to which I say you obviously played it on easy, yeah, and you have no one to blame for that but yourself. Hmm. This is not a short game. This game Uh. is a (laughs) long game on normal, mostly because to die... And you will many times <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> is to get set back ten to twenty minutes. This is and this is closest thing to Nintendo Hard I'd seen in a long time.
2: And it there was some there was many occasions where that was just fucking awful. Where it was always the end of the level they would do the they will just pull the which I'm sure we're gonna get onto later. Where they would pull this ridiculous sort of like platforming section or. Just some, just some yeah. absolutely yeah. awful And of course style. it would be
1: just before a, <laughs> a, a cutscene. Exactly. Or just before a checkpoint. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh. Uh, oh, hold on real quick. I'm. But we'll uh... get on to that later. <laughs> so... No, I was just, I was standing up for our boys. Uh, but anyway, um. But yeah, the, what, what is, cu- yeah, so this game is hard. Right, I don't think there's any way to dance around it. As it was intended and I truly believe this game was intended to be uh on normal difficulty, the way it was developed. This game is hard. And um what I do like is to a certain extent of realism, just like Buffy, there is really almost no encounter where you can't where the enemy can't get the better of you and then you're kind of fucked. Mm. I mean, did you feel that way? Did you feel that there were encounters? Uh, it kind of coasts, but especially early into the game, almost every encounter is a little nerve wracking.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. Though, there's, there's a bit like you were we talking about earlier about the broken block mechanic of the enemy AI. There'll be times where you'll be attacked by two vampires, and then one of them would just, the one you're attacking would just be doing the block permanently, and you would do no damage <laughs> to them when they're blocking. And then the other guy would just come up behind you, do the cheap little hits in your back, and it's just like, it would just wear your health down so quickly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, your health wears down so quickly. In fact, so quickly. Uh Jam, did you ever put in the infinite life code? There is an infinite life code. No, I didn't I deny didn't about that, actually. Oh, yeah, it's very easy. <laughs> and you want to know how crazy this is? What's that? You can die from getting killed hit hit too much on the infinite life code. Oh, really? This game's so <laughs> hardcore. You can get you turn on infinite life and all it does is drain it at an exponentially slower rate.
2: That's it. Oh, wow. So it's just, uh, yes, (laughs) that's crazy. (laughs) So even cheating, cheating is (laughs) not
1: going to make this game that much easier. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, but I think it should be noted. And th- this game's hard. I don't know. How long did you, would you say it took you to get through normal? You beat the game. I, I need to point out that for the second time in my life, yep. I have attempted to and not been able to beat this game.
2: Uh, I don't know
1: that I'm capable of beating this game. Oh, really? Uh, unless I drop it to easy. I probably could on easy.
2: It's, uh, I got the so – on my, on my save file, it clocked it in in about 7 hours, 46 minutes. Um, when you when when you load up your save, it'll tell you the total time you done.
1: <laughs> but that's that's the amount of time between your perfect runs, basically. Pretty much. How yeah. long would you assess you played? Do you think that's how long you played? Because for me, I'd tell it you I probably longer. put about thirteen hours in. Yeah,
2: it felt longer than because I think that's probably that might just be the time that I did successfully. And it didn't include okay. all the rage quits and the right. sort of <laughs> controller throwing. And-
1: yeah, and I should point out uh, the Xbox, the Duke especially, which is what I played it with. Very strong controller. I was a notorious controller thrower. Yeah. And I haven't done it in three years. And I have to say, and you were kind of tracking me on Twitter. This is the first game in three years yeah. to get me to do that. I also did not drink while playing this game.
2: Oh no, I didn't even. I, I drank
1: know. after playing this game, but I did not drink <laughs> while playing this <laughs> game. Um, you do, you need to fucking take the edge off when you get done. I did finish or, or rage quit. I would finish levels or rage quit and have my hands shaking. And not, it was kind of a hybrid of anger and kind of dexterity, I guess I would say. Um and i hate to say it we're making that sound like a bad thing but it almost is kind of the weird twisted draw of this game mm. it's incessant ability to take the same five enemies and fuck you up with them time and time again gave it this addictive i always felt like i could i could i like i was like i would say that stuff i'd be like you can fucking take this guy no no fuck get back in there you can take this guy <laughs> but that's not to say my dog did not run under the bed in the guest room one day when I dropped my daughter off uh, with my mother, uh, she wanted to take her out and do something. And so I went home and thought I'd get in a little bit of Buffy and I ended up screaming just so loud at the game. It was the, uh, I was doing the docks. Oh, Which God. we'll talk about in a second. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's, it's life shortening levels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um,. There are 13 levels in the game, and many of them, as you said in your review, are set pieces from the show, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, And uh, there really aren't checkpoints per se. Not really.
2: They're kind of levels. They're just
1: like, yeah, areas of levels. Occasionally levels will extend to two or three areas in length, and you will get a checkpoint in between those. But don't think they're going to restore your health or anything. Nope. <laughs> yeah. You mismanage your resources in this game, and you get to, like me, the Dreamers realm, and you're fucked. <laughs> you're just plain straight <laughs> yeah. up, bend over, fucked. And there's nothing you can do about it. And if you can't platform, too fucking bad. I know, yeah. <laughs> um, I think this is best portrayed in the very beginning. So we'll, we'll kind of walk through the levels. Um, And we'll start on this, but, you know, again, this is where you'll get in your comments before we start actually walking through the game. But the first level is Spanish Mission. It's your training level, and I died on it. (laughs) And I had to start the whole fucking thing over again. How did you die on that? Because I suck, man. (laughs) um, uh, I I didn't read the instruction manual, which is kind of stupid, because for me as a retro gamer, anything that came out in the PlayStation 1 or later era... There's almost no reason not to buy it complete if you want it to be a set piece on your collection. So, of course, I had a mint copy that had the instruction manual. Why the fuck I didn't read it, I don't know. (laughs) But they don't exactly explain everything to you in that tutorial. No. no. And it's a great instruction manual that's got sharp, colorful, glossy pages. I highly recommend you indulging in it before jumping into it (laughs) Um, because you'll need it. So anyway, I died uh, right near the end, of course, too. I died fighting the big guy that kind of comes in after you, but not the big guy you're thinking of that you have to dodge in level two. It's just the big – it's the first big guy you fight. Hmm. Uh, He's part of the mission, or if he's not, then it's the first guy who blocks. I can't remember exactly, but he's in the underground caves before you come out into the main courtyard for your final test. But, yeah, I died, and I had to start it over. <laughs> so I died on the training level. Um, yeah. But uh, the cool thing is all the collectibles do allow you to uh, um, pick up and uh, uh, gain health and uh, slayer moves, because you have some kind of special moves. That are apparently good for breaking up groups, but never seem to hit anybody when I did them.
2: Yeah, I had that issue. It's once Yeah, once in a blue moon you'll just get it right, and then it will just take somebody down. But most of the time, um, Buffy just has this bad habit of when you're when you're hitting towards an enemy, she'll just continue in that straight line, and the enemies have this bad habit of they'll do the little side step, and you'll just keep hitting in the direction that you're hitting before. Uh, Actually, that's a really rock solid habit if you're the enemy. <laughs> yeah.
1: <sorry. laughs> um, and I guess we'll talk about the plot real quick uh, as it as it comes about. But uh, the main plot so far is the master comes back. Yeah. You find out at the end of the Spanish mission that the master has come back yet again, but he's only in spirit form at this point. Hmm. Um, it's not like he's going to take over like some vampire you're in love with or anything. But um, <laughs> uh, the second level, Sunnydale High. Um, and I. Nope. No. I guess, I guess. Sorry, um, <laughs> my family just ran into the room. Hi, baby. Yeah, um... Everybody give it up to my daughter. <laughs> yes, that is daddy. Um, But, uh, anyway, Sunnydale High uh is the second level, and I can't remember now. This was so much fresher in my head last week, and then I just took a week off of Buffy, to be honest with you. Um, don't mind them. Uh, <laughs> my family, y'all. Uh, but, uh... Um. Uh, actually, I gotta point this out because this is totally me. So I'm this. This is how retro I am. My wife barges in wearing my pair of zubas. Yes, I have a pair of Chicago Bears zubas, mm-hmm. and says, "Did you shrink these?" <laughs> 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 uh But anyway, um, so I forget. Was Sunnydale High wasn't. Was that the actual level Were you fighting through Sunnydale High? Yeah, yeah. Yourself. Oh, okay. So this is that one. You start off in the library, I'm guessing, and then you fight your way through. No, you, you
2: start off because you're doing cheerleader practice with Cordelia. That's your, right. And then-
1: cheerleader practice and everything, uh, the shit goes down. Yeah, right, right, right. and you end
2: up in the library at the end.
1: So. Yeah. Um, I because there's multiple. We go. We come back to these areas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Um.
2: I remember that, yeah, because you go down into the janitor's area. <laughs> it's funny, I don't know if you noticed, Fred, you might not remember this bit, but they do this really, they show off the graphical style of this game really well. They have this really nice touch. When you go through that into the changing rooms, uh, there's a vampire in there, and there's a mirror, and there's no reflection of the vampire sprite yeah. in the mirror. And I thought that's was, that was actually pretty good, very well played. I,
1: <laughs> I did notice that because, you know, as you guys probably know, I do commentary on my uh, yeah. gameplay videos. Obviously, I don't when it's for the podcast, <laughs> yeah, but I still find myself doing commentary <laughs> while I'm doing it and realizing I don't have a mic on, and uh, that was one of them. I was like, huh, no shadow or no reflection,
3: son of a bitch and I- <laughs> uh,
1: and then realized that nobody will ever hear that, but yes, I did notice that, and there is little touches and attentions t- to detail in this um that are pretty cool. I should also point out, and this is definitely more prominent in the later levels that're a little more creative, yeah um the art design on these levels is pretty damn cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially as, as as the demon world begins to merge with the human world. Uh, but we'll get to that in a sec. Um, I do remember Sunnydale High. Uh, I think down in the basement is when you first get to meet the Molotov cocktail-throwing vampires. Am I oh, correct? Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, they, they start to make their appearance here. And, it's, it, and they, you
1: don't have the crossbow
2: yet, do you? No, you, you don't get the crossbow until the end of the high school level. Um, and... And you talked about this in your review. The crossbow, as well as almost every other weapon, is pretty fucking useless. It's shit. It's just...
1: <laughs> However, one of the two main uses for the crossbow is to take out the Molotov cocktail guys. And uh, jump kick all you like. They will fuck your shit up. <laughs> mm. Um, And so I remember that when I was down in the furnace area, which thankfully is, is the beginning of that area... Um. I died quite a few times. And these are, well sadly, they're not a whole lot different than 360 load times. But these are long load times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Although you seem to like the master laughing at you. I- you sadistic fuck.
2: <laughs> I <know>. I actually <laughs> dug that. It, it reminds me of those sort of you, I don't know, those retro games where they would, li- the, the game developers would mock you for sucking. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no,
1: no, no, I do not have, uh, a fanny pack hecked. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, anyway, uh, Sunnydale High was, was, was pretty cool. I, I really dug the level and you kind of talked about it. it. It was the first time you get to go, holy shit, this is, this is from the show. Yeah. Um, and so I thought that was really cool. Um, and, uh, eventually, you end up in the library right and exactly. uh you're fighting Malik Malik is a kind of ongoing nemesis in this game kind of the right hand of uh of the master and and kind of is he the progenitor of who's trying to bring
2: back the master
1: well he's one of them he's um he, oh, that's right. It's that, yeah. <laughs> it's that group, right? The dreamers and him.
2: The yeah, the dreamers are like it's all like it's all like basically a ritual, and like the dreamers are involved in the ritual to basically bring the master from the spirit realm to physical form in some way. Or, but obviously, right, yeah. Right. As we as we develop, it, things go wrong. Obviously, it doesn't quite work out. Um, blah blah blah. Um,
1: but yeah, no, Matt, we'll get to that. But it's but it's yeah, spoilers. A, yeah. Shit goes down, and it's it it kind of goes bad.
3: Yeah.
1: Um. And then there's the scene in the library. And, yeah, I guess this is what I kind of liked. So it, it kind of allows you to, if you've been finding the collectibles, there are some crystals. You get, you get an increase in your health, which is uh, very thankful to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Xander gives you the crossbow, right? And Cordelia talks shit. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's exactly what I expected from that.
2: And it, feels, it feels like the show, those bits as well. I thought those were great sort yes. of little moments um, when you had the they, they did them between most levels where you'd, re, you'd meet. It'd always be in the library and you'd just chat to people. Right,
1: which makes sense, right? Yeah. That's where the Slayerettes, or the Slayerettes, whoa. Scooby I mean, Gang. Season 7. That's where the <laughs> Scooby Gang met up and did their shit in high school. Um, I also dug that this goes straight into the bronze.
2: Yeah, yeah, just like the show. And I thought that was really cool.
1: And it's it's a very short level, right? Because, uh, well, okay, let me rephrase that. The level's not short. The bronze is a very short part of the level, which is ultimately the train tracks level. Oh. And the second biggest bane of my existence while playing this game. This is the part where you really start to ask yourself, do I want to play this game? Yeah. Am I correct? Absolutely, Yeah. <laughs> Um, you meet Spike for the first time. He's no pushover, and you fight him as well. <laughs> and that scene of like, "Come on, Yolon, let's let's get going," or whatever, you will hear that line a lot.
2: Well, because they're what I was gonna say. You hear a lot of one-liners a lot in this game. <laughs> well, yes, you you did attack the uh,
1: the continuing one-liners, yeah. and I agree. Um, My personal favorite is come on, kick my ass. (laughs) Because I'm always like, what the fuck are you talking? No, we're losing here. (laughs) Uh, Every time she would say that, I was losing poorly. Uh, But uh, there is a train, and you know me, I'm I'm a sucker for collectibles, but it's high risk, high reward with those in this game. Oh, yeah. Uh, Especially as you go on. And you have to kind of basically dodge a train that is the most, as you put it, (laughs) the most regular train in all of uh, the world. Pretty much. But the intervals are kind of timed, especially on some of those deeper collectibles, like that crystal right by the tunnel. Yeah. Where you've gotta get it down to like, you have to, if you get hung up on the corner of the box, you may as well just not try till the next one goes by. You know what I mean? Like it was down to a second of timing. Did you do that? Did you go for the one by the tunnel? I did. I went for it. You can um, kind of rest there
2: briefly as well, um, where the twist is. Well,
1: yeah. No, I do rest there, but, like, when you run at it, you've got to kind of, like, get to that rest area as fast as possible because you don't get a whole lot of space in between. And if you die, you have to... Refight all those fucking vampires. Oh
2: god, yeah, that's the, that's
1: the that's just so. You will die a bunch of times in this, and it will drive you nuts. And then you'll get Spike, and you'll die a bunch of times on him. And you'll have good ones, and you'll have bad ones. It's kind of like being a teenager. Like yeah, <laughs> each reload is a new experience, and you're probably not gonna like it. But occasionally you have good moments, you know. <laughs> like uh, but the, again, the train tracks I think is a rite of passage. You have to beat them. To know if you've got the guff to continue through this game, because the game is actually quite easy for a large period of time after this.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. That's the funny thing, really. Is it? It's it. The the, the balance spikes sucks. are bizarre. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, because they get rid of vampires after this,
2: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, and
1: uh, and that makes the game really fucking easy. It really kind of does um i don't know is there uh, but anyway what i really dug was the bronze and the fact that it all happens at the bronze but you leave the bronze quickly and i mean i i get it what what are they going to do right you know even in the show that's what they had to do it all it always spills out into the alley um but uh it was an interesting scene you get introduced to spike and spike is now a player in, in in town and it was cool to have him in there you know um and you now know Drew's kind of with them, but he's not rolling with Drew, is he? He's rolling with uh, some other vampires.
2: Oh no, no Spice with Drew because she's possessed. Well, she's kind of part of the ritual oh, to bring the great. master back. That's yeah, probably, that's right. But she, she um, doesn't talk <laughs>
1: at all, so which is the most appealing part of her character? Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I know, but, yeah. But <laughs> uh, and eventually, um, you will end up going to. Uh, uh, well, you'll you'll beat the bronze. And I'm trying to remember if there was a boss battle at the end of that other than your encounter with Spike.
2: Uh, no. Well there's, there's just, as you were mentioning earlier, there's the guy, where's the vampire I have to run away from? I don't know if that really counts as a boss fight, but.
1: Oh yes, the, uh, the vampire you can't fight. And it's hilarious, right? Because they literally put something on the screen that says, you can't fight. Oh, yeah, I know, tell you. <laughs> 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 yeah um so i thought that was great uh because i really was like thank you right because they know you die and have to go back and replay that whole area um and then you move on to the cemetery um if you watch the show you're no uh stranger to the cemetery uh and this was kind of a boring level to me you're beating a lot of guys yeah. up uh it it re it replenishes your self-esteem you're never really in danger of dying you get most of the collectibles. You know, there's that. Um, you move on to the mausoleum, which kind of introduces some of the first puzzle elements, right?
2: Kind of, yeah. I mean, I found the puzzle elements in this game to be... Well, I f- actually, I found the most puzzling part of the game was probably the... You know, the um the tutorial level the spanish mission we you know when they'll they'll get you stuff <laughs> yeah. like yeah you know, put, put the get grab the torch and put it on the pedestal and it's funny you never ever see that puzzle again all the puzzles are from then on is just putting it pushing a switch or something like that that's <laughs> so, very <sorry>.
1: true however <laughs> um there's a, a couple of ep- uh, things later when we meet angel there there's I'll, some decent puzzling in that level yeah yeah but, yeah uh, i'll give you that one yeah the but yeah, so you you do kind of two levels that are pretty similar to one another. Uh the cemetery then the mausoleum. You're basically beating the shit out of creatures that don't need to be slain. So they're very easy. Yeah. Right? They have to and I felt like circumstantially the game always gave me occasionally when you beat up guys, you will get the bright pink glow. And everybody loves that yep. because <laughs> it gives you health back and that's the want. <laughs> Limited resource in this game, and it seemed like the mausoleum always did a really good job of giving me glowing pink when I needed it the most, which was also my girlfriend's nickname in high school. No, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, but anyway, you do the mausoleum, and then um, real quick, I'm trying to bear with me for a second because you do end up in the sunken church. But I'm trying to remember if there's a boss. Yeah, below. you you fight. Oh. Crab. Oh, you fight that weird. You fight Fuel Gore from uh, right, isn't he the the boss in this?
3: Fuel Gore.
1: Uh, sorry, Fuel Gore from uh, <laughs> this is Killer Instinct. This
0: is
3: a... uh, you fight the <laughs> the <laughs> the
1: robot guy with the blades. He kind of resembles the guy from season one. That's, that's Willow's boyfriend. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I think he's in a Necromancer. The guy at the beginning of the um, cemetery section.
1: Yes. Yes, you fight the necromancer. Okay, okay. I'm just trying to remember if no, actually the necromancer is at the end of the sunken church. Oh shit! Because remember you end up in that underground church.
2: Oh, I think we skipped. I think so we it's, skipped it's over you know, of... you know the you know, the vampire with the big breasts, biker um, <laughs> shit vampire or Bubarella. Oh, <laughs> so... is Titty Girl in <laughs> the mausoleum? I think she's just but she's before the she's before the gorgon. Um, she's just before because it's when you save Willow. Um. Briefly, there, and then, and you beat her up, and then she runs away. Um, Shit! For some reason, I'm getting
1: turned around because I thought she was. I thought she was later, but no, I guess she's not. No, no she. She's, no, uh, you're right. Yeah. She's in the mausoleum, and that was a puzzle boss, right? She's a puzzle boss. No, no, no. You just you just her beat her the
2: crap out of her until she bugger, until she ran away. Oh, uh, okay. No, it's 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 angel. Yeah, I was gonna say you're thinking of that one. one. The way okay. she turns turns into a. Okay, so you just fight her old
1: school style. Yeah, she was easy. Yeah. Right? Like everything else in this level, she was easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not making the sex joke this time. Um, right, I'm sorry. <laughs> Pardon me, guys. I've got all footage, though, to prove that I actually beat these parts. Um, and then you do end up in the Sunken Church. And the Sunken Church is kind of your first glimpse at the. I mean, dare I say it, but, uh, the Foundry was really good with, um,. Or, not the Foundry, the Collective was really good with um, underground uh, churches and arenas and demonic temples and things like that. Um, And they kind of get to stretch their stuff uh, in this level for the first time. Mm. Um, It's kind of an underground church. There's lots of symbols around. Um, Mild puzzles. Is this where you first get to see the spiders?
2: Yeah, this is sort of the area where you have to you have to use the um, the water pistol to kind of burn down spider webs and all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, I think I danced around the fact that (laughs) Nader gives you the useless water pistol, and the reason why, as Jam very uh, directly points out, is that the real use for this is to break through barriers. And if you dare use it on enemies, you won't have enough left for the barriers on enemies anyway.
2: Because you got to aim it like direct.
1: Somewhat, yeah. I mean, if you've ever tried to aim someone else's piss trickle, (laughs) like, that's kind of what it's like. I think that's the closest metaphor I can find for it. But, yeah, I I remember, but the Sunken Church wasn't too bad. And weren't there, like, was this the level where there was those interesting moments where you'd just, like, open a door and there'd be lava sitting there or something? Yeah, it'd be a a
2: drop, basically.
1: (laughs) yeah. Yeah, and there was mild platforming here, which it started making you work for the collectibles, the jewels and stuff. Um, and I didn't like it, but I did like it. I didn't like it cause I'd have to keep going back. This is kind of mean with the checkpoints, but it is a little difficult to die. Yeah. You know, in its defense. Um, and then at the end you fight the necromancer and I don't know about you, but I was scared to die at the necromancer. So I just used a lot of elixirs. I think I burned through, I had like four or five and I burned through like three of them in this battle And I was just like, I'm just gonna fuck him up.
2: I I got quite lucky with the Necromancer. I just, I just, for some reason, I just got a good. uh, Maybe the guy glitched out or something like that. But I just somehow just managed to get through that without using any potions. So I managed to stock up there. Well, fuck you. I I mean, he was, (laughs) he was pretty easy.
1: Um, but if you get tripped up on him, he can, he can, he can really do a number on you. He takes away a lot of life right away, um, especially if he pulls off what does he do oh he raises the dead Basically, and yep. if 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 he gets you in a thing where they're both fighting each other it's pretty bad um but anyway um and then you end up back uh, at the library and um willow gets her weird black eyes <laughs> remember that she's like no no it's cool i'm gonna fuck shit up and then um we kind of uh, – guard is walking the dinosaur. Yep. Um, and then we uh, we end up at Angel's mansion. You're going to go talk to Angel, which uh, – um, and, and, of course, it's being – you know Cordelia doesn't want you to do it because you gave him that moment of perfect happiness and fucked everything up. Yep. And, uh, of course, it's being attacked by demons because, you know, why not, right? Um, and I think this was the first time, and, and probably from this point forward, where the demon – You know, kind of the demon with the glowy green stomach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Kind of becomes the main enemy. Mm. Uh, And they're interesting because they have more hit points than vampires. Although they're a lot worse at blocking. Yeah. And they seem to... uh, There's like a throw mechanic you can do. And they seem to fall for it every time. I'll give them credit there. Um, But you do have to stake them for them to die. It's kind of weird. So they they become kind of decent adversaries but this is really a puzzle game and also by the way terrible depiction of david born I, I will make sure to show that cutscene a couple of times in the video but when he's like buffy they did this to me i'm like jesus david you let them get away know, with that yeah. like willow was bad but that was terrible he looks kind of like a like a poor man z boy or something in it it's really terrible um but anyway um, but I rather like this level for its puzzles. It was kind of puzzle rooms and it was like kill boxes, basically. Mm. Um, and Angel's Mansion's much larger than I ever thought of. I know, was. yeah. Uh, He's got like several bedrooms uh, in his mansion. <laughs> and you can get lost very easily here. Um, so uh, props to anyone who <laughs> who got lost. I, I, I definitely had to wander around a while because you're basically finding a red, a blue, and a green stone, I yeah, think.
2: Yeah, it's the red, blue, green. Switches and...
1: Yeah, and then if you can't figure out to spray holy water on that door, oh. <laughs> that's going to elongate your time a little bit more. Uh, I'm one of them. Um, <clears throat> but eventually you get to the end there, and um, and you have to fight uh, the snake girl again, the Gorgon. Yeah,
2: yeah. But, she-
1: but she's a puzzle boss this time. You have to try to get her to walk into sunlight, but she doesn't want to walk into <laughs> <No>. sunlight. <laughs> What I will give her is it's really hard if you stay in sunlight and she doesn't want to walk in the sunlight. She can knock your health down, but she can't kill you. Um, I played about – this boss battle was about eight minutes for me. Yeah. And the whole time I had no life. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesus Christ, you want to jam down on the stab button the second you get her into that, that light. Yeah. Or no, actually I think she just died no, in the in sunlight. Yeah, you don't have
2: to worry okay. about that.
1: But it was one of those things where I dropped to my knees afterwards. I was like, "Thank Christ, <laughs> I beat her!" Um, again, it wasn't that she was hard to kill; it was just that she took so damn long that the it was high risk, high reward. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um. And uh, after that, you go back to the library. Nice library. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you find out about a shipment at the docks. I thought this was an arbitrary level. And I was wrong. <laughs> This is, if not the hardest level, the Dreamer's Realm is right there with it. This is the second to hardest level in the game. Yeah. This game, uh, this level will ruin your life. Lots of platforming challenges. Lots of things not explained to you. Lots of dick moves. (laughs) um, Lots of different enemy types. And then to wrap it up with a big bow. There's a new enemy type that almost exclusively blocks you. Called
2: the Siren. There's that, that, the, the uh, demon, with the the blue the little blue <laughs> kind of antennas. Yes. So now, yeah. did you
1: find the trick to her, the Siren? Yeah. Uh, which is flame arrows. Oh, right. Oh, I
2: didn't think to see that.
1: She dies in two. Really? And you don't even have to have good aim. Oh, wow. So, I didn't want to step all over your review, but that is why you have the crossbow in this <laughs> game. Is because she dies in two of those. And actually, Dark Buffy dies... With crossbow arrows very quickly as well. Um, so I, I learned that this time around. I think it's because <laughs> the
2: crossbow very heavily recommends you do everything in the first person view, which is so slow So, like prepare it. It's slow,
1: it's cumbersome, it's terrible, it's reverse. Yep. Right? It's reverse Call of Duty controls. Um, but, uh, but those things can take a beating. Yep. Uh, you can bash on them for 30 years <laughs> and they won't die. <laughs> Um, but, uh, anyway, the docks is a, uh, I don't know, I don't know if you want to go into specifics, but it's a long, hard level. You're going through multiple warehouses, no cutscenes in between. I died a couple of times. I didn't die too many times, but every time you did, you had to restart the level and it was just soul crushing.
2: I mean, the, um, um, the big one for me was the, um, the, well, when you first meet that demon, the siren demon, um, you, the, mm-hmm. you, the the biggest issue I had at that level is the water. If you if you knock the vampires or you throw the vampires or even the demons into the water, they just jump straight out and get up and get you. If they throw you into water, instant death. <laughs> it's just You're like, not. yes. Or oh.
1: turns out <laughs> Sarah Michelle Geller can't swim. Which is just... Buffy can't swim. She's all powerful. She's the Slayer. Lived through a drowning. I know. Yeah. Can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> you get that bizarre, but, she sounds that like uh,
2: bizarre drowning noise when she falls in the water? I don't
1: like, like, I really think they asked what's her face to just go <laughs> in the mic. It was terrible. It was horrible. Um, but, uh, it was a long slog of a level. And there are some dick moves if you're a collectible person. Do you remember riding up the rock quarry thing? Yeah, yeah. And then there's a pit right there <laughs> no, yeah. at the top, and you're like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> And there was another one where you had to go grab, you could, you didn't have to, you could grow, go grab a health crystal. But there were like boxes that would come through. Yeah. Turns out, Buffy touches a box, (laughs) Buffy dies. (laughs) You've been jumping on them the whole game. But these boxes, boxes. these are the real deal. These are the fucking fuck you boxes. (laughs) So, um, the docs are a slog. Yeah, and uh, Jam, fun. I think you and I both quit for a, a portion of time. Yeah. <laughs> On the
2: docks. I don't know about you. You kind of hinted that. Yeah, I took a couple of days off after that. Thinking, Whoa. Okay. I just, if it wasn't if it wasn't for my sheer determination, I thought I am gonna complete this game. <laughs> <'Cause>, yeah, <you know. laughs> I think it should be pointed out the one cool thing
1: they do in this is the Reaper blade, though. Oh yeah. You yeah. enter the docks with the Reaper blade, which you can throw it, but it doesn't really have that much use because it's like hit or miss whether or not it kills a vampire. But the cool thing was it works like a stake, and it
2: can't fall out of your hand. It's basically a stake that never, you know, well, never, went up, never, because that's the thing, we haven't actually mentioned that, is the, the stakes um, have like a little kind of bar, they can break, so they only- they break, and then of course they fall out, of, on normal or harder, they fall out of your
1: hands every time you get beaten up, and uh, guess what, Buffy's animation makes her completely vulnerable, yeah. and it's really slow when she tries to pick up a stake. Or slow if she tries to equip You'd it. You'd think yes. she'd get quicker at that. You'd think Giles would make her kind of quick at that process, but she's not. Um, turns out whipping a steak out, not as easy as it looks in the movies. <laughs> no. Uh, but anyway. Um, and then um, what I will give credit with is um, uh, the boss at the very end in the warehouse.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he's not too bad. No. no. After a brutal level. Uh, the boss was pretty damn easy. You just basically pound on him. Yeah. And, uh, was he the dreamer? Yeah, he's the first dreamer, basically. And you kill him, and you're like, wow, what, Yeah, no, that's it. (laughs) Fuck yeah, let's, yeah, let's take them all on. Let's do this. Uh, not as smart. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, you, you take out the first dreamer pretty easily. And then there's a weird scene where Spike's in cahoots with everybody, um... I should point out at this point, I, I don't know if we talked about it, Angel has been possessed by the Master. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. So Angel, since his mansion, I think, has been the Master, uh, trying to get this stuff done. And so anyway, you you take out the first Dreamer, and isn't this where you find out that the Dreamers, there are three of them, yeah. and basically the Order of Aurelius, who is trying to bring back the Master... Can use the other two in, like, an amplified form. So now you have to kill all three
2: of them. Because, you know, it to progress the plot. Like you did. <laughs> yes, you did. <do>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, this can't be easy, right? Nothing has been easy so far. So this, this is it, right? Um, and uh, you return to the high school. Yep. And uh, this one I liked because you go out on the courtyards. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think there was a mild courtyard scene in the first one. But this one takes place predominantly in the courtyards and, like, set pieces
2: for the show. Yeah.
1: Whereas the last one was more about the basement. And I think in this, you even, um, you even
2: fight in the library as well. Um, you do. You do. Yeah. I think that's where it
1: starts you yeah. off, actually. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there was anything I really wanted to talk about. You do still end up going out to the basement, and then you end up in the main courtyard again. Um. You do see Spike, but for the most part, uh, this was a pretty standard level.
2: Well, this was the the boss fight for this one was one. Um, right, and that's
1: what I want to talk yeah. about was Malik, the hardest boss fight in the game to me.
2: Yeah, I agree, definitely. <laughs>
1: Just <laughs> uh, he's he's a shapeshifter, <laughs> sneaky little bastard. Um, I I do love reading the walkthrough that I'm using as like a reference guide right now. Mm. Um, they. They, they say, if you want to kill this sneaky little pussy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> he's got a lot of health, he does a lot of damage, and he become he's like a cat person. Yeah, right? he's like
2: a, yeah, a friggin' tiger or something, so. <laughs> uh,
1: They tell you he's, he's, uh, weak against hellfire bolts, but if you found a way to s- fucking shoot a know, yeah. him... he doesn't give you a yeah, chance. <laughs> I'm all ears, cause I didn't figure it out. Um, I will show my boss fight of, of of him. I had to fight him a couple of times. I will definitely make sure on this uh, podcast video uh, to show kind of that battle. Because that was my most proud moment. Because when you beat him, you really feel accomplished. He kills you really fucking fast. So if you figure out his patterns and you know how to make the best of him, he's he's kind of a cool boss battle in that regard. But he's tough. And he lives... An eternal, regenerating health life as you knock him down to nothing. And he is, like, like you're literally jamming all face buttons to hopefully stake him
2: yeah. any chance you get his health. And through. unlike most of the bosses, you have to stake this one as well. And he does not make you it easy. Absolutely <laughs>
1: so- no. He blocks everything. He's a dick. Uh, he'll, like, be vulnerable to normal attacks. Then when you try to stake him, oh, we caught it that time. Um, truly, like... Teeth grinding, but at the same time guard <laughs> is making a great NES reference, The Cheetah Man Will Rise. <laughs> uh Action fifty two, look it up. It's it's great. I will explain that next show. But uh anyway, it was it was a great
2: boss battle, but it was uh it was a rough boss battle. Definitely, um definitely like you said, when you when you finally did it. <laughs> it was like, he, that was like, "Yeah, okay, taking a break." So yeah. again, it's one of those things where I drop to my knees. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're
1: you're kind of, uh, well. I'm a standing gamer. I know, I, you know, I think we've talked about this. I stand. So what ended up happening was, um and uh cheers! I think I hear you cracking another beer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <Sorry. laughs> um. I realized my legs were really tense, and I loosened up on them, and then suddenly my whole body was suddenly acutely aware that I'd been standing for like an hour, and I dropped to my knees, both in triumph and the fact that my body was tired of holding my ass up for that long. Um, But again, it was a really good boss battle. Uh, I I can't say enough. It was a frustrating, tough boss battle, Um, but this game really kind of got boss battles down for the most part. Um, They experimented enough. I don't know. You tell me. Do you agree? Do you disagree? You're fine if you disagree. But I I felt that they were good enough. They're not going to compete against, like, a Zelda boss battle, but... No, no. No, I'd agree. They were pretty good. Yeah, they,
2: they, they are these, uh, well, it it's actually surprised me when they... Other than Spike. Spike fucking sucked. Well, but
1: Like, otherwise, I, I really kind of dug the boss.
2: Well, Spike was really, he was just more a, just like a, a, a very difficult vampire enemy, really. Um, just...
1: Yeah, they just wanted you to counter his moves so much, and this game's very bad at that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> not, not good. <laughs> I mean,
1: it is. There's no way around it.
2: But, uh... no, no. Anyway. The boss battles were I thought um put a decent bit of force into it and they were you know they, they were definitely well satisfying. When, when you completed them you did you get that sigh of relief thinking <laughs> finally Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah and, and and again they they made me feel accomplished yeah, for the first time. Um so uh so next thing you do is you go to the foundry. Um you've kind of located where the master's going and it's kind of in that underground realm. Right, that's what the foundry is, yeah. where you're kind of in that ore plant.
2: Yeah, this is where you get, you get like the, you know, the little lava area and stuff like that. Um. Yeah,
1: and, and it, this kind of reminded me of a hybrid between the sunken church and the docks. Mm. Um, which you do return to the sunken church right after. I know, yeah, funny, i that saying. makes sense, but, uh, um, but it, it, it's kind of like a warehouse plant kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Nothing's standing out in my head about this level.
2: Well, I was only going to briefly mention that, because um, this does recur through the game, you can kill enemies in the environment, though it's freaking, it's very hard. You've got to kind of, you've always got to kind of, like, just hope that you, you basically just throw the enemy and hope to God it, like, lands on, like, the leg of a chair or, and in this case, falls yeah. in the lava or something. But, obviously, they can throw you in the lava as well. So, for which... Right. Um... And I,
1: there, there are a couple of dick moves where you open the door and it's like a lava pit yeah, right there. Right. And they're like, <laughs> if you're too hasty, ha ha ha. You know, um, but, uh, but, uh, oh, Fort Guard's cracking me up. But, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, yeah, I remember, and, and this had the most backtracking
2: for the water pistol. Oh, yeah, no, that was, that was it. Yeah, the, the, I just, I hate to There that are a camp. bunch of
1: spider scenes and the fucking spiders respawn. Yeah. And the spiders aren't the greatest enemy to fight anyway. And I remember wasting a decent amount of uh, not holy elixirs, but regular yeah. elixirs on this. Um, again, it's kind of an annoying level, but it wasn't – I don't know. I, I put this really very much on the mausoleum level stuff. Yeah. Like it's, It was a grind, but I never really died. I never really got frustrated. I never really had much of a problem. And then I played the Sunken Church. (laughs) Oh, my God. The second time. And Jesus Christ, (laughs) is that a – I'm sorry for those that find that offensive. But that is a weird hybrid of where the fuck am I supposed to go plus fuck you, every person who is, like, getting in my way. And please, Buffy, don't let go (laughs) over this lava. Like, you constantly are crossing the church. And making, like, almost no progress. Yeah. Like, I was in circles for a massive period of time. And it's really a shame because this is one of the most impressive looking Yeah, models. it is. That's a good point, actually. It yeah. looks gorgeous. Um, there's, like, at first there's lava and there's these weird checkerboard patterns. And it seems very archaic, very, like, what would you say, like like, like yeah. 1850s Rome almost? Yeah, yeah, that's good.
2: Yeah, that that's good. A-
1: and then you get to this, like, gothic cathedral kind of stuff. There's, like, neon lights. There's a lot of those demons showing up. But there's, like, there's, like lots of green and blue neon. It kind of looks like a dilapidated satanic church without all the pagan symbols. Mm. Right? So we're offending no one, but we're kind of getting the theme across. Um, and I really thought this was some of the strongest parts of the game. Very earthy with lava underneath. There's some platforming sections where <laughs> things break apart and stuff. Oh, God. And if you're not careful, you fall right the fuck in. But for the most part, like like I said, it was, it, it was the right balance mm. of, you know, kind of art design and, and, and weird stuff like that. So I rather dug the level, even though I wasn't too keen on... Yes, it is Frankfurt International Airport, in fact. Um, no, it, it wasn't too keen on how that level played, but I couldn't stop kind of checking out uh, the scenery, I guess I would say. Yeah,
2: yeah, take a moment to just um, take in the, the view. Uh,
1: which is weird, right, because the best is yet to come. Yeah, yeah. And i, I, I got to be honest with you, because I've kind of taken point on this. I would love to hear you talk about the Dreamer's Realm because that's where you end up once you complete the Sunken Church. And I should point out, the Sunken Church was tough for me uh, because every time you died, you went yeah, really far really back. Yeah, fell back. This, this level has like two checkpoints, <laughs> and it's like a two-hour level. It's not completely a two-hour level. In fact, it's probably more like a 45-minute level, but it took me two hours to complete it. And, uh, I had to quit once and walk away and come back in another day. Mm. Um, it's not even that hard. It's, it's kind of one of those pinnacle moments where you've got all the skills you need. You're just not doing it right. And maybe I was burnt out at that point, but, um, but anyway, you enter the dreamers realm, which is a Pink Floyd album. (laughs) So by all means, uh, Take the reins and, and talk about what you liked about this, this, this level. Uh, probably the coolest level in the game. Well, I,
2: I like this level because it was just, compared to the rest of the game, it, it really felt that the developers fall outside the box. I mean, probably just for for reference, um, what basically happened at this moment in the game is that you, you found the master. He's about to sort of, do, well, in his spiritual form. And um, he basically oh, sends right. you yeah, into this kind of, bizarre realm he he, he, you get sent into this different dimension basically um and that's where you end up and it's kind of like everything's floating all the platforms are all floating around it's like you can like you can literally look out into space and stuff and it's you know it it has that kind of um still kind of church churchy kind of feel to it the built well the buildings of what there is buildings anyways they're just like kind of platforms (laughs) um they have that well, I liked it
1: because the cl- uh, they they call them islands in the
2: water. I here, what I, what I
1: liked is uh, this is where they said to the collective, "You know what? This is your baby. This is kind of the story arc you've etched. Mm. Go crazy." Nope. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I thought that was great. And and, and they're clearly Zelda lovers. Yeah. Based yeah. off of one of the boss battles. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Which we'll get to the end. Yeah. Right. Dark Buffy. Uh, but uh, I yeah I, again this this level is a joy for the eyes, and probably the reason why, while it's backwards compatible, it probably wasn't ported anywhere else. I feel this is where kind of the mojo of of, of that title uh, comes out. And I could be wrong. Maybe it's a simple PC port, but they never did it. So Well,
2: I don't know. If we, we didn't discuss this at the beginning, but the this game was originally supposed to be a PlayStation game. <laughs> but all the way... I did not yeah, know that. And then that. It, basically this is how, it, this is the project um, in, because obviously you must find it a bit weird because the game came out in 2002 and the season, the, the season of Buffy that was set in was in the 90s. 1999. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> so it makes sense. It was originally a PlayStation game, but it was also then moved to the Dreamcast and then it was moved to Windows um, for the PC and then eventually oh, know they know went that. to the Xbox, which is where it eventually settled, which kind of yeah. makes sense why the, it is way behind in terms of for the season cuz at this point in the actual season of Buffy things are i think like, it's like it's way ahead compared to that um
1: yeah i i really think this game would have been uh, a a critical and um sales success had it had it been on its rightful home on the dreamcast but anyway um yeah so we get to uh the dreamer's realm um and uh I don't know. Well, we'll I mean, like I said, take it away. They've got the arena battles, mm-hmm. which weren't fun. <laughs> and this is where I got hung up this time. Uh, they're beatable.
2: I just didn't yeah. give
1: it the time it needed. Well,
2: this level, um, this, this is probably the level I had to replay the most. I think, I, I believe the Dreamers Realm was probably at least the bit that with the floating platforms, because it then kind of morphs again later yes. into something else, which... but Terrible puzzle platform. Yeah, and it's not just the platform. I mean, there's also these kind of... There's a, so basically what you do, you start in the realm, you, you spawn on the little island, you go straight to this kind of pillar in the center, you press a button and it morphs around, and you, you do kind of these different challenges... The first challenge is obviously, as you mentioned, you beat f- be a few enemies. It's those green litting demons again. So you've got to take them down. Yep. And then you have to jump between some platforms. That's the first hang up I got on because the platforms, they're really, <laughs> really hard to judge you're jumping. I know, so you'd have to beat the demons every I know. time. It
1: was gut wrenching. Oh, it's gut-wrenching.
2: oh the, 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 pla- the platforming bit, though. Just jumping between platforms just made me angry because the game is not designed for platforming. It's, a fighting. it's got a fighting engine. Um, but meant they're forcing you to jump and stuff like that. Um, yeah, Buffy's basically jumping with, like, two
1: 45-pound plates in her arms. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it makes no sense. It's the most cumbersome jumper I've ever seen. But he... um, and she's a spry little blonde, yes. so I
2: was surprised. So he... So you do that bit, um, and you, you so, and then you, you press the platform, and it morphs. The, the whole thing morphs again, and then you come to some bloody buzzsaws. Because you know, games, what games complete without the buzzsaws? <laughs> and
1: yay, buzzsaw! And then
2: if you touch them just once, you're dead. What a surprise! <laughs> so, yep. Which, and I did that many yep. times. Unforgiving oh, as fuck. And yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if this this got. You know, when you walk through it the first time with the buzz, there's two buzzsaws. They're going from one end to the other. and You got to get through them. You get past them, you go, <laughs> oh, that wasn't so bad. You press the switch, the floor yeah. falls in. And it's just like, right, there you go, yes, you drop
1: straight through the floor, and you're like, okay, noted. Um, yeah, the, the game was completely unforgiving in that regard, and I I, I think it was designed to uh, kind of fuck you in these ways. I, I really think, though, uh, they didn't plan that those long load
2: times I know, yeah. would happen. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good point, um, actually, because they, maybe they didn't expect it to be...
1: Are you kidding me? I could write my memoirs in between those fucking load screens. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it was bad. Um, and then eventually you end up right in yep. the arena where you fight uh, a bunch of guys, but not not as many as you would no, think. I just school, uh, maybe,
2: so.
1: I just I just kept dying, and I was like, you know what? <laughs>
2: And then you get to that one platform where you fight Dark Buffy. Oh, right? but just before you fight Buffy, there's these they do this freaking nuts platforming bit where the, the, the platforms are rotating, and it's just like, sure, yeah. Yeah, let's just do that. <laughs> yeah, you're like, fuck it, okay, I can walk, talk, and chew bubblegum. Let's do this, right? Why,
0: and why the, and not? The, this
1: point. And then they like light a hoop on fire, and you're like, oh, they don't, but yeah, it might know, as well it's be. like the same thing. <laughs> and you're like, okay, yeah, sure, fine. But you get there, and that's why that was my problem. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to quit because if you leave that save point where you start off at Dark Buffy, yeah, it's, it's over. over. Yeah. Like, it's over. Um, and I, it turns out, I didn't know this the first time, but now I know. Seven Fire Arrows, Dark Buffy's gone. Wow. <laughs> She's a little hard to beat in that way, but at this point, if you've been really conservative about your elixirs, you can kind of... You know, just use those to get in your seven licks. And if you don't, if you don't
2: do the arrows, the way you have to do it is because how I, ha- I had to do it from trial and error is you, you, she's basically you can't kill her. You have to wear her down. No. Um, and you, ha- you have yeah. to chuck her off the edge. Basically, that's the only way to kill her. She can't. Just...
1: Yeah. So if you haven't figured out the throw <laughs> move, yeah, <laughs> you need to know it now. <laughs> Uh, cause that's the only other way to beat her, and that's what I didn't know the last
2: time. And she has all your moves for the record, so she can throw you.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, she can, and she will. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but I, I was definitely thrown off a couple of times in the past. And then this time around, I was good. I actually didn't have any problems there. Uh, where I had my problems with were the two remaining dreamers, uh, at the same oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: They're a slog. Um, are they the, the the final boss fight? No,
2: there's one more. <laughs> so, off the tree. Okay,
1: fuck yeah! <laughs> I'm glad I didn't even try this. So, oh, um, but- you know what? If you don't mind, I'm gonna sit back for a sec and let you take the end. I will comment, but yeah. this this is a part I can't speak to. I fought them, but I've never beaten so, them. So yeah,
2: so you, oh, you you didn't even fight the dreamers? You know, I fought yeah, yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. I fought. So basically.
1: Them. But I did not win. So you
2: do you defeat Dark buffy, yeah, you defeat Dark Buffy. Uh, you go through your portal, and then eventually comes the Dreamers. You defeat the two Dreamers, which are responsible for bringing the Master back into physical form. Um, or you're basically mm-hmm. I don't think actually no no this sorry I've got that wrong. It's not physical form. It's basically to. Bring some big evil plan to fruition. I think it's to merge the demon realm with the earth realm or whatever. You know that sort of yes, stuff. Yes,
1: I think that is um, what
2: it Because is, the yeah. his the plan has failed at this point. And um, anyway, getting to the point, the last boss is the master. And what happens is your your Scooby buddies are doing a little spell where they are making him physical temporarily, so you can defeat him basically. But holy shit! So you fight the master? Yeah, basically. Oh, fuck but it's that. anyway. Okay, yeah, I'm listening. It, it, it's it's one horrible battle because what happens is you, really? you start in the middle you basically start you basically start back at the sunken church back where you where you were originally right. and the floor is falling in <laughs> so you've got to defeat him before you literally fall into the lava and it, it starts with like the center and works its way outwards so Oh my god, <laughs> and, I am so happy I didn't and play. The this. master intermittently becomes physical and spiritual, so you can't hit him when he's in the spiritual form, you can kind only of hit him in his physical form, and he, he intermittently goes between the two. He's actually really easy to kill, because he's basically the same as a vampire, um, but you have to stake uh-huh. him as well, but it's the frustration of the freaking, the, the, the things falling in, <laughs> so the platforms. Yeah. It's like a timed area, basically. you got You, you, like, you have to kill him before basically you know, before you die um and um yeah I, I basically it took me probably about three attempts he's really not hard but it's just the cheapness of it it's just the mm-hmm. and then once one i did that final time i was like is it over is it done oh my god I, and I, I think I, I think i got that <laughs> yeah pretty much it's just my potluck as well so is is the ending amazing? Well, I actually, I actually really like the ending because it it feels very much like the episode. Basically, the ending um, they do this kind of like Giles does like a brief narration where he just says like basically you kill the master and they now they now imply that the master is dead pretty much permanently now. Um, and they even hint at what happened in the previous series, saying, oh, she killed him once, then she killed him again, and then killed him again here. And and then right at the end, they go back to the Bronx, because that's what they do, you know, the Scoobies, they go to the Bronx. <laughs> and then um basically they're sitting around having some drinks, and Buffy sees a male leave of a female out the back door. And then she goes, oh, a Slayer's work is never done, and chases after him, credits roll. And I thought, that was a great way to finish it. <laughs> so it's just like...
1: Yeah, actually, you guys don't know this, but that is exactly how Jam ends every conversation he's ever had. Um, <laughs> he just goes, the Slayer's work is never done. And he just darts off. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, cause it speaks to my real yeah. life. <laughs> so, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well cool. Like, I think I might YouTube it. Do I, do I really need to go back and fight the Dreamers or can I just YouTube it at the I think point?
2: you're so close. Just YouTube it, oh, okay. I I have, um, okay. Well, <laughs> or if, or if you, if, if
1: well, you know, there's two arguments to that, right? <laughs> so maybe I'll go try for it. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, it's a it's a great game. Um, and and I don't know about you. Had you ever played this before? No, just, this is I've, I've had it in
2: my collection for ages. I picked it up really cheap a long time ago. But it is this is the you. perfect opportunity to play it for. And I really actually I really loved the fact that I did play it because it led me. I'll keep this short, but it led me to actually playing the second game which i also owned but never played which is chaos please Um, and i'm writing a review i've written a review for fred's website for that as well and i'll be up on his website at some point but that game in full disclosure is not it makes the xbox original look amazing (laughs) in comparison (laughs)
1: well and i mean i mean did you expect like uh, again that's that's kind of what i like about buffy you get hooked to it like you get hooked to today's games is is kind of my thing for it. And so the original game that this game club is based off of, I think that's why I'm really drawn to it is because it still remains a great game but it still remains a game that that makes my blood boil and I think that is kind of the perfect hybrid of video games, but obviously your mileage will vary. Mm. Chaos Bleeds is much more user friendly, although I'm going to completely excuse the zoo level and pretend it doesn't uh, exist, <laughs> uh, because it's got a shitload of fan service from season four, and, um, has a lot of people, you know, in it, uh, from, from the show. And you play as different protagonists. Yeah. You play as Xander, you play as Willow, you play as Faith, all that stuff. But ultimately it's not as good a game uh but it's easier and i think that's why people liked it a lot <laughs> it's easier but
2: it's wow well, i mean I'll, I'll, I'll save this up it's in the review but it, it substitutes basically the difficulty of the first game for really in my opinion rubbish tactics in the game where they rather than yeah, it's so much easier they have a they have a basically a quick state button now um but they basically just bomb yes. they have they have basic uh Basically, have constant respawning enemies, which I hate in games. So when you're yes, backtracking, infinite they, yeah, it's really, really annoying. I'm correct, though, right? There's that zoo
1: level yeah. that's horseshit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the zoo okay. level. Uh, <clears throat>
2: I, I didn't really care for the design of this game. Plus, also, um, Chaos, Please was a rushed game. Um, it was made on multi-platform, and it was made um, a year after this game, um, after the original Xbox version. <laughs> <laughs> Um and there is a Game Boy
1: Advance version. You know what? I'll just do a review for it. But uh definitely watch for uh um for for Jam's review to go live, if not tomorrow the day after. Um but uh anyway. All right, we're back ending into VGO. I know they don't want us to take up much much time, but (laughs) I wanna thank I wanna thank you, man, for coming out. It's a it's a great game. It's it's a fantastic part of the game club. I always wanted to do it. Uh, I think that game is impressively better than people give it credit yeah, I for, I agree. and it's really cheap at fifteen twenty bucks. That's a very high Xbox game, but a very worthwhile, um, you know, a title right now that that is totally backwards compatible. Yeah. So I highly recommend it if you if you get a chance. But go into it with an open mind and a decent amount of patience. Take your time with it. You've got plenty of it. Um, but uh, I'd like to remind everybody that we do have another game club coming up. Our game club has now shifted to uh, the first week of every month instead of the last week of every month. So this will uh, this next game club will be at the beginning of April. It is appreciation oh. Month, so we're doing lots of shmups, lots of uh, shmup coverage. Um, but if you haven't already, you want Velocity Ultra, power up on the XNA. Velocity Ultra is on PSN, uh, Vita, PS3, PSP. Um, you want to pick up Cinemora, which is on basically everything. Gigawing two, which is pretty much specific to the Dreamcast. And last but not least, Radiant Silver Gun, which is an XBLA and or Saturn title. Uh be playing those, see how how, how far you can get on one life. See what kind of high scores you can get. We'll be talking more in depth about it next week. I'm just trying to jump off. And then, of course, the week, uh, the month after that, we're going to be doing Super Metroid. And the month after that is uh, Yakuza for the PlayStation 2 so uh watch for those you can check us out on gaminghistory101.com i want to thank you uh fortengard i want to thank you tc i want to thank you yogi i want to thank you hecht and i want to thank everyone in the chat that came out uh stay tuned for vgo it's a fantastic show (laughs) and last but not least jim is there anything you wanted to say before we cut out
2: um no 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 um you play buffy on the xbox it's a good game it's worth. it's worth trying absolutely
1: most definitely. And definitely check
2: out Jam's review
1: of that and the sequel, Chaos Bleeds, and I'll get a a, a review of the Game Boy Advance game uh, <laughs> live very shortly. I've been playing the shit out You're of it. You're man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. It's a terrible game. But anyway, spoilers, it's a terrible game. But anyway, I'm going to let you guys go, let you guys get back to it. Sorry you can't hear the Nerf Herder song, but uh, on the plus side, it will be on the uh, the podcast version. So without further ado, this is Gaming History 101 saying peace
3: out. Yep. <laughs> Sorry we broke up, sorry I missed you Sorry I wanted only to kiss you Sorry I promised to love you forever Made you feel guilty, oh, when you left me Sorry I showed up at your party Sorry I drank up all the Bacardi Sorry I checked off outside of your window. While you were sleeping, I thought you'd never know. Sorry I showed up at your wedding. Sorry I tried so hard to get in. Sorry I screwed up your picture. Sorry I had sex with your sister. What can I do? It's over, it's over, it's over. Crash through your window won't it Sorry I made a mess Sorry I blessed your death What can I do? It's over, it's over, it's over, it's over